Ladies and gentlemen, I'd scream too if a giant hippo lady said hi to me. For this is a Fred Alien Productions podcast. Hi! Hi! Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I'm a Hippopotamus. 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 I'm Agalista. <laughs> and you are now most definitely experiencing a podcast called Friends. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. You're experiencing it through the medium of everything is crashing down and burning amongst us. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. Yep, sorry folks, bit of technical difficulties it's getting the us the podcast that refuses to behave, this week, including yes. our technology. Yes, <laughs> screw technology. Technology <laughs> is so good when it works. Yeah. Bring back banging of rocks and coconuts <laughs> and petrified wood. Go and yes. caveman this time. Let's let's do the caveman podcast. Mm. Let's rough it caveman style. Sure. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. As always, uh, let's get into it because we've got a very big show for you guys today. Uh, Fulia, my dear. Yeah. What have you been watching? Uh, haven't been watching too much, but uh, I did manage to watch a few things this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those being the Doctor Who special, which we'll be talking about later on. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have also watched uh, up to the current episode of Resident Alien Ay. with Alan Tudyk. Ay. It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's currently in season two, mm-hmm. episode eight. That's okay. as far as they've gone. Right. Um, I'm not sure when the next episode will be airing, so I'm just waiting for that. But so far, so good. I love it. It's funny. It's Alan Tudyk at his finest. <laughs> yeah, so just Alan Tudyk. Yeah, really. yeah. Being he's, an alien he's in a human fine. form, trying to behave like a human, even though he's technically really a human, <laughs> but he's an alien behaving like a human yes oh my gosh so it's, much fun i'm it's sure so good yeah <laughs> so many things have happened at the last the episode that i just watched cliffhanger i don't know what the hell's gonna happen next <laughs> but yeah it's good it's good sounds <laughs> good for a mork and mindy ripoff uh, no Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! No, no, it's a, it's a little bit different. Yes, clearly. it is a sci-fi comedy. So is Mark uh, and Mo- so is Mick and Morty. <laughs> M- Mick and Morty, what? <laughs> Mick and Morty, Mork and Mindy. <laughs> What's in this team? Hmm, I'll have some more. Shall I? Don't spill it, Michael. I reckon you will enjoy it. 
Yeah, the the trailers look look cool. Isn't it set yeah. in Alaska or something? No, it's set in Some Colorado. Colorado. So, some which is place. where which is where Mork and Mindy was set. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I never watched Mork and Mindy. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just knocking over N64 games everywhere. <laughs> um, you would love Mork and Mindy. I, I'm pretty sure I will because it's Robin Williams. It's Robin Williams. <laughs> nanu nanu. Um, Mork calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Come in, Orson. Is there like a Q and A at the end? No. Where he's calling his home world and talking about his experience. No, but there's a lot of references to E.T. calling home. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's an E.T. ripoff. All right, cool. No. No, one of the human characters is like, can't you just be like E.T. and call home? <laughs> Phone home. Phone home. <laughs> Does he have a affinity of eggs with eggs? He likes eggs? Because he came to Earth in an egg. Yes. No, he did not. Okay. Good. All right. Not Harry, at least. That's his name. Harry. <laughs> Harry the alien. Harry the alien. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so good. Um, the the one other thing I will mention that I watched uh, this week is something that's been on my Netflix watch list for a while, and I've been meaning to watch it. It's a docu-series called This Is Pop. Mm. Um, it's a good? It's, a, it's good. It's mm. good. Um, it's based on... It's, it's a docu-series about music. Uh, pop music more specifically and the history of it. Makes sense. Um, and the first episode was called The Boys to Men Effect, which oh. essentially is about boy bands and how it all came to be after Boys to Men. Oh, uh, well. During that time. Yeah, I suppose Boys to Men was probably the beginning. But then again, before Boys to Men, you had not to, I'm not a fucking expert or anything, but. You know, before Boys to Men, you had New Edition and you had New Kids on the Block. And they then before came... them, you had the Jackson 5. Yeah, and yeah. But I think it's more so just the... The their, 90s their boom? Mu- their, yeah, their music. Okay. Their, the way that their songs were written yeah. to... Especially their ballads. Yeah, Boys to Men ballads are amazing. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden, Sync, Backstreet Boys... All those kind degrees. of 98 degrees yeah. sort of uh, started coming around. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they sort of, so that that's sort of like where boys to men, and they're the main focus in the episode. Okay. That's cool. Um, so, and they like get, boys. and they sort of speak to the three main guys from boys to oh, men, cool. which is pretty cool. The second episode is about auto tune. Sort of tune, really dead. Take your shirt off. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Go on. T-Pain is yes, the main person they interview in this one. He, apparently, he's been hated on for a long oh. time about autotune, but yes. he wasn't the one who made autotune. No, he, he like auto-tune. He just decided to use it. Yeah. <laughs> like Cher was using autotune before yes. T-Pain. Yeah, they, they mentioned that. that. They yeah. mentioned that. Like, seriously. They also speak to the person who actually invented autotune. Oh, wow. And he did it because he was a scientist. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> for a f- science stuff. Okay. Uh, and then they developed the program and then musicians started using it. Yeah. Uh, so that one was interesting. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for T-Pain. Yeah. Because he apparently went through quite a depression Aww. after being told how that he was ruining music. Aww. Yeah. And he's been told by other musicians as well. Oh, far out. Yeah. 
So many people use autotune now. And autotune's had a resurgence since. Like it's current like people use autotune. Oh today. yeah. Yeah, they do. And it's popular. Yeah. Again. And then there was the I don't like I don't know if anyone's like seen it or heard about it. The fact that T Pain did this little small gig where he he sung without autotune. And everyone was so surprised at how good his voice was. Yeah, he's got a nice voice. He's got a nice voice. Yeah. He was he was just upset about the fact that, you know, people thought that without the autotune he was gonna be crappy. It's like, why would I be yeah. a crappy musician with with autotune on? Um, how would I be a musician? You know, like who, yeah. you, you need to be good at producing, writing lyrics, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. How can you be a musician if you can't do that? Like but that's what he is. You need to know uh, the tune before you can auto. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I kind of felt bad for T-Pain, but he's actually he's actually pretty cool. Like, he's he, he also streams on Twitch, which is really cool, too. Uh, <laughs> shout out to T-Pain on Twitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he needs our endorsement. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. literally. <laughs> Hashtag definitely not sponsored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I've been watching this week. Um, probably gonna keep going with this is pop. Yeah, um, cool. Really, really enjoying it so far. Nice. Um, and can't wait for more episodes of Resident Alien. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. Right. Nice. <laughs> uh, Michael, what have you been watching? Eh, nothing. Cool. So except, um... for, except for Doctor Who, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, nothing really extravagant or anything new. Um, been getting back into the Clone Wars, so I've been tackling that. Haven't finished that. Uh, been rewatching Stranger Things. See if I can like get all that done. Get all three seasons done before the grand release of episodes one, two, three, and four of season four and five. First four and then five. Yeah. And yeah, uh, with Doctor Who, I, I was gonna I was gonna bunch this in, but I might do this here. I was actually listening to something. because um, it may tie into the special uh, later on I- at the end of the year. Uh, it's it's an audio drama by the BBC and it's Doctor Who redacted. And it's a 10-part series on their website. It's hard to find, but it's easy to find if you just type it into Google. Um, yeah, it's about, it's, they, they make this sort of uh, audio drama of um, things that are happening on Earth where the Doctor and his name and his stories are being redacted. And it's all about these uh, three women... Uh, that have their very own podcast, oh. the, uh, the 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 blue box files, and <laughs> and they go through um, different sightings of a blue box and throughout history and that. So it's sort of like a, a crime slash conspiracy theory sort of uh, within show thing, and it's funny that they actually. Uh, get characters from the actual show that actually appear appear 
appear in this, but not appear because it's an audio medium. So whatever the correct terminology is that. So they got characters from uh, stories that we've seen in actual Doctor Who and all the stories that we that they were talking about with um, um, aliens that are grown from human fat. If you oh. Oh, oh yeah yeah that one yeah yeah <laughs> uh, they get they get a character that that uh, witnesses that and they do like a little interview but then she sort of can't remember can't remember um, uh, the doctor and his face and. So that's a bit of a mystery, and then mm. and then the second part is there. It's slowly um, revealing that someone or something is actually redacting uh, the Doctor through uh, through people's memories on Earth. We don't know if it's in uh, the universe yet, but it's on Earth especially. And there's uh, cameos from Jodie Whittaker, so it's got to be canon. So, nice. so it's, I'm thinking they're setting something up in this to play in the centenary special that's coming out later in the year, maybe October, November. Okay. Maybe November is okay. more of my bet. So if you like Doctor Who, I would recommend uh, watching that, uh, listening to that, not watching. <laughs> it's a listening one. And it's not from Big Finish too, which is quite quite... Um, surprisingly, because if you're looking for everything audible from from uh, a Doctor Who range, it's usually from Big Finish. But th- but th- this is off the BBC's back, so it's probably more legitimate uh, to be more can uh, part of the actual Doctor Who canon. So so my speculation is this is probably going to be tied up more in the centenary. And mm. there's probably going to be more characters that will probably cross into each one. So that's my big thing for the for this thing for this week. That sounds cool. Yeah. Nice. Not necessarily watching, but mostly listening. That's still a using thing. my ears. Using your ears for mm. things. Yes. What about you, Kendall? Do you use your ears and eyes and nose to watch a movie? Yes. smell a vision Eyes and ears and nose and mouth. Nose and mouth. Nose and mouth. Oh. <laughs> no. I just regressed in no. age no. 25 years. <laughs> Far out. Even though she's saying it wrong. Whatever. No, no, whatever. It's not right. <laughs> As a person who's got young children, it's wrong. All right. Maybe the tune was different. No, no, no. It was it's, wrong, it, but it's the same... No, it's heads and shoulders, knees and toes. It's eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Um, okay, all right. Maybe I've remembered it incorrectly. I'm sorry. Jeez. Because nose rhymes with toes. Kendall, <laughs> uh, what have you been watching? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. mm. uh, yes, me. Hello. Hello. I Hello, I've done some watchings of certain things. Um, I went to the movies last week and I saw The Lost City. Yay! Uh, which is the Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum movie. 
Um, Featuring Daniel Radcliffe. And Daniel Radcliffe. Can't <laughs> forget Daniel Radcliffe. How was he as a villain? Yeah, good. Yeah. Better better in this one than he was in Now You See Me Too, because he's a villain in that as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Not spo- Well, it's not really a spoiler. I think that's in the trailer. But um, yes. But no, he was better in this. Um, I liked him a lot. He looked really nice. He's wearing all these nice suits. And he had this like... His hair looked amazing, his beard and everything. I was like, no, Channing, you're sweet, but hello, Daniel. Um, <laughs> the reason why I wanted to marry him when I was 13. Um, anyway. Smoking. Um, <laughs> he's wonderful. Uh, but no, it was fantastic. It was fun. Like, it's leave your brain at the door, popcorn fun, really. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, there's a lot of cliches and tropes in the film. And I guess the ending five minutes in. Um that's fine. I still enjoyed myself because um, <laughs> Sandra and Channing are just very, very good together. Um, I don't know if they'll make movies together again, but this one was was a lot of fun, and I do recommend people check it out. Uh, I laughed so much. There's so many good physical comedy moments in the movie. Um, Sandra Bullock is a legendary comedy queen. <laughs> she is. Like, she's just great. pretty much in everything she's done like not not every film but most films or you know and when she does comedy yeah she's generally pretty spot on and yeah she was in this she Mm. was she was great but Channing Tatum provided most of the comedy and then Brad Pitt of course uh has a small role um and he was he was he was quite amusing as well and he never does comedy so that was (laughs) what are you talking about majority of his career wow wow (laughs) Brad Pitt, hey, shade. Brad Pitt did uh, Happy Feet. Did he? He did. Yeah. He was one of the shrimp. Oh, krill. Yeah. Sorry, he's one of the krill. Well, I've still not seen Happy Feet, so that's he was that's he was tight. he was the krill to Matt Damon's krill. Ah. They were together in Happy Feet. He was nice. good. <laughs> and he was in Deadpool too for a brief second. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for like twelve frames. Literally 12 frames. Fantastic gag. Um, yeah, so I watched that. That was great. And then uh, We Crashed finish, uh, finished on Apple TV Plus um, uh, on Friday. Um, Another so Jared Leto. My, my Jared Leto doing something better than Morbius. Highly recommend We Crashed if you're into, you know, true story scandals. Um, it was a very well-made series. Him and Anne Hathaway were brilliant in it. Um, and, yeah, it was just... It's just very fascinating these people, and and then I like I watched afterwards. I watched there's a documentary that came out last year um, about WeWork, and um, it was so cool to watch that afterwards and see what the real life people they were playing are actually like. And like, of course, Jared Leto being Jared Leto, he got his pretty spot on, um, and so did Anne Hathaway too, really. Um, although her character, like in real life, is a bit. Very, very interesting person. Very interesting person. Um, I mean, they're all very interesting. But yeah. So now I know the whole WeWork story. So that's cool. Um, go check that out if you're keen. Um, and um, yeah. And then the, the 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 other thing I watched over the last week that's been really fun is season four of Lego Masters. Yes. That's the one thing I should have mentioned before. Yes. But I didn't. That's okay. But thank you for mentioning it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Zelda have been watching it. Oh. Does Zelda like it? She does. And she goes to bed after the first ad break. Because <laughs> it's way past her bedtime. Yeah, it's on late, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, for a show about Lego. Um, 
but it's it's awesome. It's uh, yeah, it's been a good good contest so far. Yeah, just had the first elimination last night. At the time of recording, I think the new episode is probably just finished airing or yeah. it's just aired. Yeah, uh, or is still airing. I don't know. Um, so I'll be watching that tomorrow night probably. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's great to. I, well, let's I just... watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Watch along podcast. Yeah, Watch we're now a review channel. Yes, <laughs> Lego Masters episode five. Um, even, even though the last time we did that, which was me, um, we got done with copyright. <laughs> yep. Stranger Things. Yep. Trailer. Yep. Whatevs. YouTube does mm. that to everyone. How dare they? I don't care if you're Fred the Alien or Kevin Smith. They will blast you for copyright. Yep. Shit. Anyway, Lego Masters. shirt and everything. I know. <laughs> we only want to promote their stuff, not steal them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Lego Masters has been great. Yes, I, I love it. It's just, it's so nice watching it and not being in isolation. <laughs> because yeah. I because it was a it was one of my pandemic shows, like one of my ISO shows that I watched quite a bit uh, in quarantine. And um, yeah, so it's nice to just watch it as it's happening and it, we're not, you know, we're not stuck at home. But it, but it's such a nice, fun show, and Hamish is just the best. And he is. Um, and the builds have been really, really interesting. And they had Delta Goodrum on last week, and I was like, oh my god, that's yeah, amazing. I love her. She's so, she's so great, and she guessed most of the song titles, so mm. that was cool. Um, that was my favorite challenge, I think, like where they had to build a song based just from the title or mm. what the song's about, really, and see if Delta could guess it. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that's been my weekly watchings. Except for that um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Ain't No Valley Low Enough. Oh, she No, was no, that was... So close. Um, was yeah, that? it was oh, a different song. High, River, River Deep. It was River Deep Mountain High. That's the one. River Deep Mountain High. Yeah. And she said Ain't No Mountain High Enough, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, obviously no. Yeah, that was... That was, was bullshit. <laughs> she was so close to getting it. So close. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's I, move I on. was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a letter. Oh, you wrote a letter, did you? Yeah. And then I put it in a bin because they're not worth the stamps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on into the week that was now in the nerdy news. Yeah. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, hello, nerdy news time. We have uh, some film release dates to start with. Some Sony Marvel news, Ooh. I should say, as well. Some films. Some films are coming, uh, or uh, should I say, one in particular has been delayed. Uh, it was announced a few days ago now that Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, um, has been pushed back from this year. It was supposed to come out on the 7th of October, but it's now being released on the 2nd of June, wow. 2023. Wow. That's a major pushback. That's a huge delay. Huge. Um this is actually not the first time uh, Across the Spider-Verse has been delayed. This is the second delay because it was supposed to come out this month, April 2022, originally. 
um, and then got pushed back again. So disappointing to see another delay and such a big one at that, mm. um, especially after that little tease we got last year. That was so exciting. Um, but alas, um, good news though, we have a release date for the second part, which Sony have now said that, um, across the Spider-Verse isn't actually part one, even though they're saying it's still part one of a two part thing, but they're not calling it part one anymore. So it looks like they're whatever across the Spider-Verse part two is, they're changing the name of that. Um, but they haven't announced what that is, but, uh, that film will be coming out on the 29th of March in 2024. So just under uh, two years from now. So mark your calendars. Um, Fulia, how are you feeling about this? It's so long away. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a bit, yeah. Why couldn't it be in June? Um, No, look. Because they're doing a bit of a course correction when it deals with Sony and their multiverse. <laughs> no, don't no. Let's hold that for my next thing I'll bring up. Go on. <laughs> uh look, to be honest, I, I'd rather them push it back and make sure it's done right. Especially animation like this. The style of it is absolutely gorgeous and wanna make sure that they wanna make sure obviously it's gonna be like done well. Um and I will say that's fine. Just make sure it's good so that we can all be happy when we go and see it in cinema. Yes. Because <laughs> I want to actually see it this time and not wait ha- ha- who knows how long mm-hmm. till it comes out on a yeah. streaming service like I did for the first one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> I really enjoyed it, and I don't know why I'd waited so long. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. It's totally fine. Okay. It's not like it was in my zeitgeist to, to sort of like be really excited about it. Uh, so I, I'm just... I'm happy to wait. It's okay. Fine. I'm happy to wait. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mike, how about you? How are you feeling about this? Uh, I'm not really that upset. Um, it'll just be a lot longer, and my kids will be a lot older, so more of a chance True. to go and see them when they're much older and, and wiser. Yep. Wow. It's two years away. Isaiah will be two. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, um, I'm more than happy because, yeah, this animation is something special. It's it, yeah. It's like it, it definitely has the mixture of uh, 2D and, and 3D. And, yeah. Don't drop the ball, Sony. <laughs> yeah, please don't drop the ball. Uh, I mean, look, yeah. Oh, let's not get into that. Yes, let's get into our next news item, which is uh, also Sony Marvel related. Uh, speaking of release dates, um, the previously announced Madam Web film um, it has a release date of the 7th of July, 2023. So Across the Spider-Verse is still going to be in cinemas when Madam Web comes out next year. So that's interesting. I'm getting... I am getting um, No Way Home and Morbius vibes on that. Your spiders, your spider. My spider sense, sense is tingling, tingling, especially because I read a thing, and I am officially not looking forward to Madam Web. Oh no! Because guess who's writing the script? 
the two screenwriters of Morbius. Is this Ma- before or after the Mad Dash know for where, changing it? I don't know where it, ta- it takes place in the timeline, if that's what you're asking. Um, I, I, I'm expecting there was probably like some huge rewrites like within the two years of it being released. So Maybe. Benefit Maybe. of the doubt, but... Yes, mm. benefit of the doubt. But uh, realistically, benefit of the doubt. But no, the film's been in the works since 2020, since the, you know the year Morbius was originally supposed to come out. Um, but yes, Matt uh, Sazama and Burke Sharpless, gotta love that name, um, are <laughs> writing the script for Madden Web. So, fingers crossed you give us something good, boys, because goddamn, you need to earn our trust again. Um, <laughs> Sharpless, why don't you just call yourself Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'd be more to the point. Um, how... I didn't even mean that. Uh... I didn't even mean that. You're welcome, everyone. And that's a wrap. Um, I'm out. <laughs> oh, done. We're done here. Fuck we're it. Done here. Dental joke. We're done. We're done here. Let's, accidental let's... pun. Yeah. Um, look, I am curious to see the film, regardless, because two actresses that I'm a, a fan of are in this film, so. Dakota Johnson is uh, supposed to be playing Madame Webb herself. Uh, and uh, recently, Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria was added to the cast, and she is amazing as an actress, just in general. I've seen her in a couple of things, and she's awesome. So I'm keen to see her on the big screen. Um, but yeah, they just haven't really said what version of Madame Webb we're going to get because there are two different versions there's the Cassandra Webb version, which is the OG one. Um, and then there's uh, Julia Carpenter, um, who used to be a Spider-Woman, actually, and then ended up getting Madame Web's powers. So, no idea. There's a whole there's a whole psychic thing going on. Like, Cassandra Webb is supposed to be this really old lady um, who, can't, who has this condition that kind of, you know, she, she can't see and she can't walk and all. She's kind of crippled and stuff. And, um, you know, so she has these clairvoyant abilities. Um sort of like you know a spider sense in that way i suppose um but yeah so yeah they haven't said which version of the character it's going to be but we'll find out i'm sure um my money's on being julia carpenter considering she's considerably younger but who knows could be cassandra webb deal we we don't know yet um mike do you have any any thoughts or interest on for madam webb are you going to mark your calendar for this one like I did for Morbius. Um, I don't know. I just need a bit more stuff with it. I don't know how... Because the post credit scene of Morbius went down like a lead balloon. They got a lot of course corrections, so... As I said, benefit of the doubt, sceptical, but... Go for it. Like, we haven't see, seen her in live action, so... No, no, it's her live action debut. Yeah, mm. and she's like the uh, the linchpin of Spider-Man's and how they are all connected, so... It's going to be their multiverse of madness with, <laughs> with Madame Webb. Madame Webb, yes. Oh, yes, Madame Webb. Yes. Hopefully it is not shit. 
Yes, uh, fingers crossed. So when are um, we going to be li- uh, watching this, Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not repeating the release date, so you're going to have to rewind and listen. So fuck um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now 7th of July next year nice Um, 7th of July next year yes Fulia any any comments any thoughts Uh, I had to actually look into Madame Web because I've never actually heard about this character before so um, it's interesting that they're bringing it to life though Uh, so it'd be cool to see um, that character uh, on the big screen and, Mm -hmm. and see what she's about um, but yeah, apparently she's a mutant that wants to kill the X-Men and yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. But Sony are definitely not doing the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what I found. Yes. Um, no, that's where, yeah, yeah. She's connected to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. um, but it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like she's the, she's the Sony Marvel daredevil <laughs> essentially. Yeah. A little bit. It's just disabled. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. That's yeah. the only other difference. I'd Blind, say. old, and crippled. <laughs> yep. Yeah. With preternatural powers. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, I'd be keen to see Madame Webb as long yeah. as it's good. Yeah. Well, here's here's, here's fucking hoping. Um, <laughs> expectations are bottomless. Um, <laughs> oh, gotta love it. All right, let's switch some gears now because we've got some gaming news to talk about or more specifically gaming movie news gaming adaptation news a few stories came out Mm. in the last few days starting with um jason momoa is gonna be in a minecraft movie what (laughs) live action minecraft yay Yay. is it live action is that my man steve my man um, It'd be better off as a as an animation, to be honest. So Warner Brothers, yeah, would be better off. Yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers ha- actually have have the rights. Um, they're making Minecraft, that but they've been trying to get it made for so long. They've almost lost the rights, so they have to make the movie by January next year. Wow. So um, they have to keep the rights. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing so, WB, they're probably going to fuck it up. Yeah, let's hope not. Um, they've just also hired uh, Jared Hess to direct the movie. Uh, he's most known for directing comedies such as Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre. Gosh! Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> um, so apparently, of course, Warner Brothers wants to make a franchise out of this. Of course they of do. Course. They just want... It's like the Infinity Stones of franchises. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is Thanos, like seriously. Mm. Um, so who knows? Hopefully that'll, that'll work. But um, it doesn't... I don't know if I can... I'm just reading an article about it. Um, I don't think I can see anything at a, about it being a live action or not. I am hoping it's animated because I feel like I feel like an animated Minecraft movie has the potential to do for Minecraft what the Lego movie did for Lego. Mm, sort of mm. in that sort of sense. I agree. Yeah. So it would be cool to, to like hear Jason Momoa's voice. I mean, it would be great to see him as well because hello, Jason Momoa. But <laughs> I feel like in this context, his, his like kind of gruff, husky voice coming out of a Minecraft person would, yes. would be very comical. So um, fingers crossed it's good. Um, I've never played Minecraft. I have watched many people play Minecraft before. Um, I, so I understand the obsession, but um, I've never engaged myself. Um, but I'm sure Fulia has probably dipped her toes 
into the mine field of Minecraft. I am a newbie to Minecraft. Wow, newbie. Okay. Yeah. How uh, are you feeling about this news then? I, I feel like this one's going to be something along the lines of maybe the Minecraft dungeon side of things where it's ah. kind of like a dungeon crawler type of game yep. rather than the main Minecraft which is the builder survival creative sort of mode. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, it could go that way as well. Like you can sort of branch out from there where in especially survival mode because you have to build and gather materials to be able to do the building. And, you know, you got to survive against, you know, zombies and, and creepers and, 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 spiders. Other, like, and pillagers and spiders and all that sort of stuff. Spiders. <laughs> it's all right. They're pixelated. So they look cute. And Enderman. <laughs> Enderman. Enderman. Um, but um, yeah, look, it'll be. Int- I, I'd like to. I'd like to actually see it as a animation. Um, I'm not sure how this would go in live action if because cube form would not work. Mm. <laughs> They're gonna cube they, his face. Yeah. No. <laughs> I do not want to see that. That cube just looks face. horrifying. It will look, uh, like, look like um, Drop Dead Fred when he gets his head squished in the ha. fridge. If, yeah. it's, if, it, if it does end up, if, they, if they're going to keep to the cube form of, of the game in live action, it'll be CG live action. <laughs> but I hope it doesn't go that way. I'd rather it be a cartoon, to be honest, because mm. um, it'd be more fun that way. Uh, and they can utilize the whole, you know, aspect of the the way that the way that the world works, essentially the mm-hmm. realm, I should say, works because yeah. that's what they're called. Um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, I know you love Minecraft, so yeah. how are you, how are you feeling about this movie finally happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it really, <laughs> but you know. Stranger things have happened, so mm. a lot of people are saying, "Well, like a yeah, but that was a shot in a million. No one was writing on the, this was that the Lego movies were going to be good." Yeah, exactly. No, no so, one thought it. Uh, and then we're going. I think there's like a Play-Doh movie coming out as well. So weird premise. As in the brand Play-Doh. Yeah, Play-Doh. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Anything can be turned into more movie, stop yeah. motion. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. That better be stop motion. Mm. <laughs> Possibly. Um. Yeah. With Minecraft, there's no real story. I mean, at the end, he was probably going to fight a dragon. So. Mm. I suppose that's it. Uh, if they do their cards, uh, if they do their research probably chucking a lot of like a lot of prominent um minecraft players that and do their own sort of um cameos skins maybe i don't know uh yeah some for the kids and hopefully it will go well but i'm not banking on it being good fair enough just adequate Hmm. Just adequate. It's like yes. that. Um, uh, there's an event. There's a what do you call it? It's on Netflix. It's uh, choose your own adventure. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, thing with um, an, a, a, a Netflix Minecraft thing where where you use your remote to follow the story. And I just got bored. <laughs> wow. So, when are we going to... No, nah, we can't do that. No, we can't. Because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It'll probably... I'd say if it, if it does get made by 20, January 2023, it'll probably be the end of that year or maybe 2024 we'll see this mm. so mm. yeah who knows something the combat spider-verse yeah, part two probably not probably not hey mm. okay. um all right let's move on to our next item um another gaming adaptation is in the works um this time it's uh, the game it takes two uh, is being produced by none other than Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, um, who might actually be starring in it, but that's not confirmed yet. Uh, however, he is producing the film, um, which will be uh, available on Amazon Prime um, when it eventually does come out. Um, so that's pretty cool. I know nothing about this game, so I'm just going to throw it for you to uh, explain to us <laughs> what It Takes Two is. I'm very curious. So It Takes Two is essentially a two-player. You can't play it by yourself. You have to play it with someone. Okay. So if you um, have no friends, then you're fucked. You can play it online, so you'll be able to if you can find an online uh, okay. friend. There you go. <laughs> Internet friends. Um, so the, the plot of the story, essentially, of this game is uh, Cody and May, uh, a, married, a married couple... Uh, are planning on getting a divorce. Oh. Yeah. After telling their daughter Rose the news, she takes her handmade dolls, which look like her parents, into the family shed and tries to repair their relationship by play by play acting. Oh. Yeah. The parents find themselves trapped inside the doll bodies as a consequence of Rose's tears landing on the dolls. Oh, Okay. Dr. Harkham, who has assumed the anthropomorphic form of his relationship therapy book, uh, tells May and Cody that he has been given the job of trying to fix their relationship as they try to reach Rose. So essentially, this game is a couple's therapy game. <laughs> oh. Where they have to work together, yeah. work together to get through different areas of these sort of like toy land that their daughter has created mm-hmm. uh, and in order to reach their daughter and get her to cry again to turn them back to uh, being normal back into uh, uh, humans again yes because they're trapped in doll form mm-hmm. so and that's the whole point of this of this game mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's a sort of marriage counseling <laughs> essentially Nice. So that's 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 the story of the game. Okay. Yeah, that could be cool. I can see, I can see the Rock putting a you know bringing a, his comedic kind of point of view to that. Maybe mm. like is it like have you played it? I haven't played it personally, okay. but I have seen streamers play. Uh, it takes two. Um, it's it's very very cozy. Um, there are some you know dangerous moments. Or dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see this being, you know, a pretty cool show or a movie. Okay. Um, for it to sort of go through. But I, I'm going to say 
Um, it may end up becoming a series because there's a lot to it. Okay. Um, maybe a limited series, I'd say. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I'd be interested in seeing this as as a as a show. As a show, not a. Film. Um, but it could still work as a film as well if you know, just sort of shorten it up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's a good game. It's got a great story to it. It won um best game of the it it won game of the year for I think it was last year. Oh, cool. Yeah, it won game of the week game of the year last year. So. Oh, nice. Okay, um, well that's a good sign. Yeah. Some good material to work from. So hopefully it's a good adaptation then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Mike, do you have any any thoughts on on this bit of news? Have you played the game? Uh, no, but I know of it. Um. Uh, I can make a joke about here that oh, I thought it was a remake of uh, a nineteen ninety-five movie with um with the Olsen twins. Yeah, that's what I thought it was when I saw it too. <laughs> I was like, it takes two. That was an Olsen twins film, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, if memory serves, I think it was like a ripoff of um, Parent Trap or something. something but they, like that. but they weren't yeah. related, which is weird. Yeah. Even though they look identical, but sure. Yeah. Having a look at the uh, summary here. Yeah, they met at um, a camp, so... Yep. Uh, but they, it's their exact double. <laughs> but well, the law says apparently there are six people that all look the same. On the earth. On at, the earth. At, at any, any given, given time. time. Yeah. So when one... So if one gets born, the other one has to die. <laughs> Well, it's it's Highland of rules. <laughs> there can be only one. There can be only six. There can be only six. There can only be six. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a sequel for for Highlander. Um, <laughs> there can only it be takes, six. It, it takes six. <laughs> it takes six, baby. I know. Every time that I get that song in my head too. <sighs> Me hear you. That's all that I can add. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. A TV, uh, a TV show, family drama. I think it, if they focus this more for kids, you know, and dealing with, like, divorce. And, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a bit like Mrs. Doubtfire. Another 90s movie. Yeah. Yes. Very good one. Hmm. Mm. All right. We have one more item left in the news, uh, and it is also another gaming-related uh, topic, but this one is kind of a different sort of game. Tabletop. Um, it's a tabletop... Yes, based on a tabletop game. Um, we are getting a s- animated series and a game, actually, too, Ooh. on Netflix of Exploding Kittens. Ooh. Um, I'm very, very, very excited about this. Um the game. I'm curious to see the, how the game's going to run because that's actually coming out soon. Um, they're uploading it onto the Netflix app. When is it? It's like super soon. Um, yeah, like in a few weeks, in May. Uh, and then the uh, series, the animated series, which is going to, of course, because if you know Exploding Kittens, the imagery is a bit... Um, interesting <laughs> not not for the children's um it's going to be an adult comedy series that's coming out next year uh sometime in 2023 the thing that excites me the most about this um apart from the fact that it's a game that i've played a few times before like it's a really fun 
card game that can go for like five minutes or like an hour. Like it's depending on how it goes and how many people you have. Um, uh, it's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, it was a Kickstarter game actually that mm. took off in like 2015, 2016, something like that. They got funded. Um, and now the company, they make all these other different games um, that are really, really cool as well. Um, but the, yeah, the thing that, apart from that, the thing that gets me most excited is the fact that producing this show are Greg Daniels and Mike Judge. And they are like two heavy hitters of comedy. Yeah. Um, and Mike Judge, of course, animated comedy because he gave us Beavis and Butthead, Daria and King of Hill. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and then for those who don't know, Greg Daniels, uh, he gave us the American version of The Office, Parks and Recreation, The Good Place. Uh, so he's got quite the resume himself. Uh, that makes me very happy. Um, and then I think they've announced some of the uh, some of the cast that's going to voice in this. Um, Tom Ellis from Lucifer is going to do one of the voices. <laughs> yes. So that's really cool. <laughs> um, Lucifer. Lucifer. Um, I need to look Tim up Curry. who. <laughs> Tim Curry. God, wouldn't that be nice if it could be Tim Curry? Um, there's uh, one of the actors from The Boys is going to be in this, Abraham Lim. I'm just looking up who that is because I'm trying to remember who it is. Um, he was Skinny Man? Kenji Miyashiro. I don't remember I don't remember Skinny Man, but he's in a bunch of episodes from season two. Um, but anyway... So that's cool. Looking forward to getting to know him in an animated sense. Um, and then uh, Lucy Liu as well is going to be in this. So that's cool. Um, and Ali Mackey from Toy Story 4. Um, so, yeah, some cool names. Very cool names involved. Uh, and then one of the other writers of the show, or um, well, the two writers of the show, Matthew Inman and Shane Kozakowski, um, Shane has worked on some other stuff, and I need to look up what they were again. So Shane Kozakowski has worked on um, You're the Worst, The Muppets, and Archer. So so he's got some chops too. So the amount of people that are involved in this make me very happy. So, um, yeah, bring it on, I say. Um, Fulia? Yes. Um... Does this excite you at all? Are you going to watch this, play this? Uh, okay, so I've only played Exploding Kittens once. Uh, and that was with you, Kendall. It was. Oh. And it was lots of fun. Yes. Uh, it is a little confusing at first. Yeah, you have to play it a, cup, a couple of hands to like yeah. find the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a it's, lot of fun. It's great, yeah. It's a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether I'd be playing the game on Netflix, but because I've never played any of the games that are on there, to be no, honest, I haven't either. really been interested. No, um, but maybe this is my time to <laughs> try to sort of check it out. Maybe this um, is your time. My time has come <laughs> to find your other four doppelgangers <laughs> and hunt down the one to be born, so you may all survive. Anyway, um. <laughs> But um, <gasps> I might end up watching the actual animated series, though. It sounds nice. like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, if Tom Ellis is going to be on there and Lucy Liu, holy crap. 
Like, yes, please. It won't be their faces. It will be their voices. I know. I know. (laughs) I just want to hear those voices. It's going to be awesome. Especially Tom Ellis. Yes. (laughs) Me and you both. (laughs) He has no right to be that sexy. Jesus Christ. His wife is very lucky. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Shout out to Tom Ellis' wife. Um, Go on, Fulia. Yes. (laughs) I'm shouting out. <laughs> but yes, um, I am interested in exploding kittens. Should be fun. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, Mike, how about you? Are you are you excited for this? Have you played exploding kittens? I haven't before? actually. Is it is it a bit like uh, Know Your Meme? No, no. So, um, how do I describe? No, no, no. Uh, what's it called? Choking hazard. No, it's not like that either. It's 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 sort of like. Uh, a, a, a different take on you know um, with pictures of cats on it and some of the cats have different abilities like it's similar to you know in the fact that you have like you have skip cards and you can make people draw from the from the deck but basically you get like magic the gathering with kittens I can't remember maybe but you don't fight with them do you I can, well you, you you have you have like I think it's like four or five exploding kittens are in the deck and you, you have to basically, you know, not pick up an exploding kitten because that means you're out of the game. But everyone gets a diffuse card in their hand when you start. Um, and you can play that once. And then if you pick up another exploding kitten, you're out. Yeah. But basically, you're all trying to fuck each other over um, so you can come out on top oh, yeah. um, based on all the different cards that you have. And all, yeah, and all the cards you pick up or have in your hand, they have different abilities. Um, yeah, you can like, you know... You can like actually this one of my favorite cards to play is called See the Future or Alter the Future is where you actually get to pick up like the first three or five cards of the deck and see what's coming. And if you get Alter the Future, you can change the order. So you can fuck the next person over if you want. That's cool. Yeah, it's very clever. So there's a lot yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend playing Exploding Kittens. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know how the show's gonna work, but the animation's (laughs) gonna be the animation's gonna be very amusing. Yes. Unless yeah. they're players and they've got like kit actual kittens. Oh no. Oh no. It's alright, it's a cartoon, so it's cartoon violence. No. It'll be Tom and Jerry violence. It's okay. Or itchy and scratchy violence. Yeah. Or happy tree friends. Or happy tree friends. La oh, la Jesus. la 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 la. Or the the Christmas critters of South Park. Demonic. Yeah. Yes. It's a special time at special places, wooden critter Christmas. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Maybe that's why they got Tom Ellis on board. (laughs) Hey (laughs) y'all. Hey y'all. Let's eat their flesh. (laughs) Well, you do have a a vampire in there as well. Yeah, one of the actors from What We Do in the Shadows is also gonna be in this. Yeah. His character's cool. cool. Yeah? Yeah. should watch it. It's really funny. I know. I really want to. If you like I... vampires, you should like this show because they oh, no, I, I make I will. fun of vampires. Well, because I loved, the, I loved the What We Do in the Shadows movie. I've seen it like three times. Um, <laughs> it's a great movie. But I, yeah, I need to watch the show. The only thing from the show I've seen, not to go off on a tangent, but is um, the, the Vampire Council <laughs> scene. Because that made, as a vampire fangirl, that made me like freak out i was like oh my god spoiled they're all there yeah. 
<laughs> Including Pee Wee himself. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> so funny. And anyway. Wesley Snipes. And Wesley Snipes, Daywalker. <sighs> I think I'm done. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go for this. I mean, I watched Cuphead without any prior knowledge to the actual um, thing that it's based on. So, yeah, give it a go. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 all cool, right. cool. Speaking of being done, then, that is the nerdy news done. Hey. Done, done, diddly, un. We're uh, done, diddly, done for. <laughs> We're done, diddly, 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 do, diddly, dee. No, out of it, Flanders. Irish Flanders. Ah, <laughs> oh, amusing. All right, it's time now. Very, um, very happily for yeah. me to say that we are rolling up to the trailer park. <laughs> rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, trailer park time. We have some very cool trailers to discuss this week, starting with, of course, the first teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Here I am, rock you like a hurricane. No. No? Oh, whoa, whoa, sweet child of mine. Do dee do do dee do if, if they a very did, iconic riff. If they did, a, yeah. If they did another trailer and had Rocky like a hurricane, that'd be very cool. That'd be very cool. I'm here for the classic rock and hair metal references. Um, my goodness, I was not expecting this. We were literally talking about how we that they were going to put this trailer at the end of Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, like they did for that trailer with No Way Home. Because it's just, you know, because it's coming out in like two and a half months. So <laughs> we, we were just convinced it wasn't going to happen. And um, lo and behold, you know, I'm literally about to go to bed last Monday night, I think it was. And then it popped up and I was like, oh my God. It's only a minute and a half long though, but that's okay. I don't care. Teaser. Um, it's a teaser. Very much a teaser. It's a very good tease. It's a very nice tease. I'm so excited. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> okay, where do I even start talking about this? Like, three favorite things in this trailer. Um, the hat he's wearing when he's working out hmm. says Strongest Avenger on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can buy. <laughs> of course you can buy it. Um, so that made me very happy. <laughs> uh... The other moment I love, and I, and it's now a, a become a meme, um, and that's the moment where you know Star Lord is, you know, telling telling Thor to think about, you know, when he's lost, just think about the people you love, and he's staring at the Guardians, and then Thor just comes into frame with this like smile on his face, <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth, mate, oh, that is already a meme template. It is a, it is legit a meme template now. It's so funny. But the, the expression on his face, like this just like love struck awe, and just himbo vibes. Like this is just himbo vibes, this whole thing. It's so great. It's so funny. I couldn't stop laughing for so long. <laughs> um, and then the other really, really great thing, of course, about this trailer, which I didn't think we were going to get because we got the title card and after that moment I just mentioned. But then... We continue and we get our first look 
at Jane Foster, Natalie Portman herself as the Mighty Thor. Holy shit. I did not think they were going to put her in the trailer, let alone the first trailer. So that's cool. But I suppose we all knew she's in the movie, so it's not really was a it? surprise. Yeah, they announced she was going to be returning as Thor, oh. Jane, uh, back in 2019 at Comic-Con. Wow. I thought, it was little... Ki- I thought it was Keela Knightley. <laughs> uh, got him. Uh, <laughs> no, not Kira Knightley. Um, yes, so I, I, as a big, big fan of Natalie Portman's, I'm so excited to see her come back to do another Thor film. And the fact that she's going to be badass Jane as Thor. Um, and she seems to be wielding the Mjolnir that Hela destroyed in Ragnarok because it's put back together. You can see all the cracks in it that are kind of lighting up as she's holding it. Um, so, yeah. So there are theories going around online as to whether or not she's a variant from a different universe, which would make sense. But then because she has, she seems to have the Mjolnir from the MCU main timeline, sacred timeline, if you will, um, that it's our Jane. <laughs> it's so our... Good. Shut up. It's our <laughs> It's incomplete. Jane, it's our Jane Foster um, mm. that we we know from Thor and Thor the Dark World. So um, I'm very keen to find out how she put Mjolnir back together, how she became worthy as well on top of that, or if she may be... I hope they don't do this, but if she figured out a way to wield the hammer without being worthy of it, I, I doubt that. Mm. I, I don't want yeah, to do that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But anyway, I'm curious because I know nothing. I haven't read the comics, so I have no, I really don't know how Jane becomes Thor in the comics, so I'm going in blind on this. But she looks badass. She looks badass, and I'm very keen. Uh, I can't wait to see Valkyrie again. King Valkyrie. Uh, Ooh. King Valkyrie. Ooh, a lot of people are upset. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Sh- how can a woman be a king? Ooh. They can shove it up their asses. Um, and Korg, of course, is back in this. Um, and I really loved... There's one shot... Well, there's two shots in the trailer with Korg that I liked. The first one being um, the fact that there's a there's a shot, a shot... And everyone's speculating on this, too. There's this one shot where Thor's in the middle, Korg's to his left... And there's this blank space that's empty and people are theorizing someone's been removed from the film, from yeah. the frame, for the trailer, which they do all the time. Yeah, so better Ray Bill. I, yeah, oh my God, if it was, that would be fantastic. They totally teased that, of course, in Thor Ragnarok. So. Voiced by uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got, because you know, he's doing an Australian accent and you got Korg doing a Kiwi accent. That would be tops. I would love that yeah. so much. Um, yes. So, and it looks like they're back on Sakaar as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and the other really cool thing with Korg is that there's this beautiful shot that is literally taken straight out of a comic book panel. Is that shot where him and Thor, Korg and Thor, they're standing on this like sort of mountain, this hit rocky hill, looking at this giant beast that's been slain. And it's all snowy and everything. Like, that is directly taken from a comic book panel. Taika's just put it on the screen. And it's just, oh, my God. Like, I don't read comics, but that was really impressive to me. So I can only imagine how many comic book nerds lost their minds when they saw that. Um, 
Yeah, but no, there's just so much to love and unpack from this trailer that I'm just I'm just gonna stop talking because and then you guys won't have anything to say because I'm just going on and on because I'm so excited. It's Thor. It's Thor. Yeah, it's alright. Thor. Thor. Yes. Please tell me your thoughts about this trailer. Um. So this was a really fun trailer. Um. I need more details. Yes. I need just you know just send us another like a full trailer. Although. Watching this one, I was satisfied, to be honest. Um, if they didn't show anything else, then I'd be cool with that. Mm-hmm. Because then it'd be a better surprise when you watch the movie. Exactly. Yeah. I, for one, did not notice Korg in this trailer. Ah. I don't know what happened. I was watching very intently, well, uh, but he's... I just I missed him completely. Yeah, well, like he's <laughs> there's literally only that one shot where they're both looking up at the guardians as they're leaving. I didn't even talk about the guardians, um, but I'm not going to because you're going to. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so excited. But yeah, you're only on him for like two seconds, and then he's not really in the trailer apart from that. Like he gets right. there's no dialogue or anything, so I don't blame you for missing him. Right, and he's wearing his fabulous um, pajamas. Bottoms, yeah, <laughs> he looks great anyway. Go on, oh my yes. gosh. Um, I, I love the fact that you know we get to keep he's keeping the long hair, which is yeah. definitely you know hearkening back to the first film, yes. Um, and just the fact that it's got that Norse braid just makes it I know, I love it. Looks so good, it looks so good. Um, the fact that we get to see him actually work out to the mm. point where he's back to his usual physique. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool as well. Brought to you by Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Center Fit. <laughs> his, his app. <laughs> his fitness app. Yeah. <laughs> Gold. If um, he's not wrestling I, a centaur or so- something. and Or using giant chains. <laughs> Freaking comically... Insanely big chains. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. a bit, it's a bit like uh, Mr. Incredible doing his workouts on the train tracks. Yeah, true. And just pumping train irons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed this this teaser. I I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait. It's gonna be so good. And then the guardians. Guardians. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But. Which, so, the Gamora we're getting, if she, is she, was she in the trailer? I don't think she... I didn't see Gamora. I didn't see, no. Okay. Because that's going to be part of the Guardians 3 plot, I think. Because mm. when they left at the end of Endgame, like, like Chris Pratt, Star-Lord was like, I need to find Gamora, because she fucked off. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Anywho. Anywho. Forget I even mentioned that. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I just, I can't wait. Yeah! It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun! <laughs> Michael, please, I'm so keen to hear what you think about this trailer. Yeah, it's a very interesting trailer because we're sort of mostly fo- focusing on uh, what Thor is going to be up to, which is pretty much finding himself, which is kind of weird for a fourth outing. Mm. So, so, but it's kind kind of good because we we've gone through um uh we've gone past the end game now, pun, and and we got and he has to find out what what um where he is in life 
because now he's he wants to do it, do it for himself and not necessarily what he was needed to be of what his father wanted him to be so he passes his reins over to to um uh, valkyrie and you know what i'm gonna find myself at the end of and we're seeing him finding himself like uh going through uh going through sorting out some stuff uh working on his mental health as well as his fitness as well so it's kind of cool that we actually we're going to start with um him as he is and not necessarily oh i'm thin now that was a joke yeah. wasn't it? so we're actually seeing him actually fight against himself uh and and uh what was great about this is we didn't have no speculation on um god butcher so no so nothing on gore the god butcher i think that's good i think i think this yeah. is a, it, it's a good teaser because it made us um tease very good hello mm. uh yes I, uh, I has, person uh, at the back hi uh i have a question <laughs> Uh, are we seeing Zeus in this? Yes, yes we are. The oh, my gosh. Because I was like, yeah, because I saw the back of him. He's got the thunder, and I'm just like, <gasps> he's holding the light. Zeus! Right. Yeah. That is Zeus. <laughs> he's probably not going to survive. Oh, but, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> well, he if knows. there's a Zeus, there might be a Hercules. Oh, so we're going into from Norse to Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah maybe. Very, 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 very likely. Um, yes. Someone pointed out that uh, uh, Athera from from uh, Internals. You mean Athena? Athena, yeah. Athena was based on that, but Athena is a Greek god. Yeah, Athena. Athena is is short for Athena. Athena. Um, yeah. But I don't know if she's actually the Athena from Greek mythology or. She was, uh, she I don't know, adopted the persona, or they they, or Athena was created in her image. Like, I have no idea. I'm sure there's an article somewhere online that's going to explain that whether or not Athena will appear or Athena will appear in Love and Thunder. That'd be a cool connection. But yeah, because they do have that conversation of um, uh, having uh, of when Thor was a little kid just running around uh, in in uh, the Eternals movie, so. May have loose ties, having maybe a conversation mm. uh, of how they sort of come together, because mm-hmm. we're sort of dealing with um, a hearsay sort of. Oh, this was based on what humans thought the Greek mythology was, but now mm-hmm. we're getting what the Greek mythology is out in space. So that'll be interesting if they tackle it, but I wouldn't lose any sleep if they don't. No, yeah, no, same. same. Yeah, that's fine. But. Maybe Hercules, and a lot of people are th- thinking, you know, Henry Cavill's not doing much. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool? Mm. Wouldn't that be cool? Because then you got Henry Cavill like uh, up against like Thor, and that would yeah. be cool. That would be cool. Just as long as there's no CGI mustache removal involved, we'll be fine. No, we have a beard. Yeah, a beard. Yeah. Or just a mustache. Or <laughs> just yeah, just to piss off Zack Snyder. He's yeah. a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and he's cocking his guns. Yeah. Oh, God. What a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and the light bouncing off off him made it look like he grew a beard in that second that he walked up. Yeah. Because, 
Lighting is weird. Lighting is weird, yes. Um, yeah, Korg's cool. Bring back Korg. Meek is wearing a suit. Have you seen... I have to point... Okay, I didn't see... Is Meek in the trailer, first question? Yes. Because I missed Meek in the trailer. In the same shot as Valkyrie looking bored, sitting down. Oh, you can see... Okay. Because I didn't notice Meek in the trailer. But I did, and I didn't notice Meek either because... They've already released the, the Funko Pops, what they're going to look like. And I was like, oh, who's that purple character? And then one of my co-workers pointed out to me that it's Meek. And Meek is wearing a feminine suit, like a dress suit thing with like a cravat and with the knives. <laughs> so he is dressing like a she with knives. And I'm I'm keen to learn more about that. Or maybe them. <laughs> them. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's but, their but pronouns. Maybe that is. Maybe maybe Meek spent some time on New Asgard and realized you know they what? were a they were a they. Yeah. And not a him because Finding themselves. Yes, because mm. Korg does refer to Meek as a him in Ragnarok. So I will mention this. Uh, yes. in uh, Doctor Who Redacted, one of the women is a trans woman. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Representation. Representation. And I heard a very funny joke. Uh, And it's a Michael Jackson joke. Oh, God. No, it's... It's it's okay. Oh, okay. okay. Well, all right. If you're saying it's okay, then I might... It may sound bad of what the the joke (sighs) is, the setup, but... Look, I've heard heard everything, but go on. Uh, What is Michael Jackson's preferred pronouns? Oh, yeah, he, he. He, he. Yeah, <laughs> I've, yeah I've heard that one. It's funny. It's funny. It's good. I heard that one and thought, he, he. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> It's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's harmless. Yeah. So. Anyway. We're, we're, we're going to get uh, Thor on. <laughs> what? Is going to be a gang on a on a road trip through space? Yeah, yeah, hopefully that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks listening. There's some visual gags going on <laughs> right now. Good thing we're on YouTube and Facebook Live. Yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon to watch the video. Patreon. I don't know. I don't even know we had one. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have just a Patreon FYI. <laughs> But if we did have one, you could have if we did have one. <laughs> anyway, before Mike throws over to me with my segue. So when are we be watching this, Kendall? To do. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I'm a magpie. You know, I like shiny things. He takes a little bit longer to get there. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, Thor, Love and Thunder. We'll be in cinemas here in Australia on the 7th of July. Get on very, it. Very close. It's only two and a half months away. Two and uh, a bit months away, really. As if the world hasn't ended. Well, let's hope so. Better than fucking not end. Um, I need. I have questions I need answered. Um, yeah. can, I, can I say one more thing before we move on? Just I, one more thing. Okay. It's quick. It's quick. You see, that's the reason why I, di- I didn't do my segue because I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's Loki related, and I just want to mention it. But um, why? He's not in it. 
No, we don't know. Um, <laughs> look, okay, look, look. I'm fairly confident he's not going to be in the film. I don't think that's going to be a thing. But I did kind of appreciate this sort of reference to Infinity War because there's at the beginning of the trailer when Thor's sitting kind of meditating and he's talking about having to find himself where there's his voiceover and stuff and what he's going to do and and the sun is shining and it looks beautiful and it just made me think of um, you know when Loki says um, I assure you brother the sun will shine on us again um, in Infinity War and I was like I hope that's a reference to that I just want a flashback cameo Taika if you're not you're not listening or watching <laughs> But, you, because, and you know why though? Because you're busy doing five million things. Um, <laughs> He's a very busy boy. Yeah, I please, please give Tom Hiddleston just a cameo, flashback, something. Because you can't have a Thor movie without Loki, and that's my TED talk. That's no, right. it's gonna be <laughs> Kendall. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a post credit scene that's gonna set up Loki season well let's let's thank you i Be- like that because idea. the multiverse is going to explode yes <laughs> reason, well, why, that's the other... reason why we haven't had a had a decent trailer we only had a little teaser and it's it's what might it's what it's what it's what thor's doing not anything else yes yes i like Very this character right here. <laughs> <laughs> me too he says good things okay let's like move he's on. not gonna die in the post credit scene Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he will be beheaded. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can we not talk about my man and his neck? Let's Thank move on much. to the next trailer. Let's then. move on to the next trailer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go back in time. Yes, thank you for the lovely segue, Michael. Very seamless. Uh, because our next trailer is for uh, the upcoming HBO Max series adaptation of The Time Traveler's Wife. Um, I, uh, I think I might watch this. I mean, I haven't read the book uh, and I haven't seen the film because uh, there was a movie that came out around 2009, 2010, something like that. Yeah, ages with, ago. Yeah, ages ago now uh, with Eric Banner. Um, and uh, Rachel McAdams as the the uh, couple involved in this story. Um, and here in this uh, adaptation, we have Theo James and Rose Leslie playing their characters. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know if I'll watch the movie or read the book before seeing the show because it's because for me it kind of feels like if there's enough material in this book to make a whole series then maybe they cut a bunch of stuff out of the film um i mean it's i think it's only going to be a mini series limited series so it's probably going to be six or eight episodes anyway um so who knows if they're going to be trimming it or stretching it to whatever they need to um but it looks good like i i love i just kind of like the concept of the fact that um that theo james's character he just he has this ability to time travel but it's kind of against his will and he just you know, vanishes kind of Terminator style uh, because, you know, he's completely naked. Um, so there's that. Um, but, but yeah, and then it's just sort of this romance, um, like kind of a tragic romance, I suppose. You know, the, these two find each other and but when they find each other, they're at different points in each other's lives. Like I kind of like that whole time travel aspect of like, you know, she already knows who he is, but he hasn't met her yet. So there's kind of, yeah, some trippy, timey-wimey stuff 
going on, um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the acting looks really, really good. Um, and I, I hope it's, I hope it's a good show. Like I hope it's, it's successful and is enjoyable because I just really, really like the concept and it was a nice trailer. Like it showed us a lot, but it didn't show us, it didn't tell us exactly apart from the time travelness of it all. They didn't really talk too much about what it's going to be about. Yeah. Like what other kind of conflicts that might, may come up. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Fulia, what did you think of this trailer? Um, well, like you said, it's a very interesting concept. Um, it it does it does sound like something that I would potentially watch. Cool. Um, yeah, tragic love story. Um, it's kind of hard to see your partner travel in time, um, you know, out of his own control, um, and then he's always getting into sort of some form of trouble by the looks of it as well, because of that. Um, but yeah, um, I'd be I'd be keen to check this one out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Mike, um, what do you reckon about this one? Yeah, um, I have a vague recollection of what the movie was about. Um, I don't think the movie didn't uh, have him actually meeting meeting him himself. I suppose that's a different right. sort of aspect. And it's probably in the book, but I haven't read the book. Um, yeah, um, I, I like time travel stories and maybe it's a good one. Hopefully, hopefully they, uh, do it justice because time travel stories is always a hit and miss. It's like it either doesn't make sense or you can just, just ride along with it. It's a bit like, uh, the end game, how that sort of spawned into pe- people wondering, well, if... If uh, Hawkeye went back in time to pick up a a glove, does that make a branch of a timeline of uh, a glove not being there? And, <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy, crazy stuff. It's like, no, that doesn't make sense because blah, blah, blah. And, and then you got uh, the Russo brothers sort of contradicting what the um, the writers were to- talking. It's like, no, this makes sense. No, no, no. It's like, well, explain... Explain how fucking old Cap is there and being with Peggy. Was he the mysterious husband all along? Doesn't make sense, please. <laughs> Clarification. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. And I would enjoy it. Probably a story that me, me and my wife would probably get into because it's got love. Mm. And it's got time travel. And I will say, if you like this, Kendall, then you'd like Doctor Who. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> oh, funny that. There's sort of a, a love story between one particular person and the Doctor. How they keep on missing each other. And it turns out to be his wife. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. and that and that sort of uh, okay. starts with Tennant and sort of ends with um, Peter Capaldi, but there are stories on Big Finish where uh, River Song actually meets uh, previous incarnations of the Doctor. So they're still doing it over there. So oh, I don't know. River Song, the Doctor's wife. <laughs> he has many wives. <laughs> He has a daughter. He has a granddaughter. 
Yeah, it's complicated and nuts and doesn't make sense. So when are we going to be watching this on Amazon, mm. Kendall? Well, um, I don't know if it'll be on Amazon because um, it's an HBO Max show in the US. Um, but I don't know what kind of distribution that means for Australia. Probably binge, I would say. Um, yeah. But the release date for Australia is not here yet, but I would say it's around this time. It's coming very soon in the US on the 15th of May and in the UK on the 16th of May. Maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe. All right, one more trailer to talk about, um, and it is our second trailer, or technically the third, I suppose, for Lightyear, the upcoming Disney Pixar film that actually gives us the what the real sort of Buzz Lightyear, the film in the Toy Story universe where the toys were based off. That one. Um, with Chris Evans. Not Tim Allen. In-universe movie? In-universe movie, yes. It's an in-universe <laughs> film. That's a quicker way to explain it. Um, yes. This is a great trailer. I had a lot of fun watching this trailer. Um, I can't wait to go watch this movie. Like, I am actively going to go to the cinema and watch this. Um, partly for the nostalgia, because Toy Story. Um, but also just because it looks very entertaining. And it's space. It's a sci-fi film as well. Um you know, so that's great. Um, speaking of Taika, he's in this as well. <laughs> he's doing a voice of one of the characters, which was quite amusing to hear. Like, my gosh, what? Can this man just take a? Does he? Does he need to take a break? Is he okay? Like, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for Taika everywhere all the time, but goddamn, he's busy. He's probably um, making for lost time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, but regardless, he is fantastic, and yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm just... I can't wait for this movie. Like, it just looks like so much fun. Um, and there was actual references to Toy Story in this. To Infinity and Beyond. Well, yes, to Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> but the one that got me the most was the... Um, there doesn't seem to be any sign of intelligent life anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, that, was, that was fantastic. Um, just actual dialogue from Toy Story. Uh, yeah. And then we got to see Zerg briefly. Yeah. Emperor Zerg. Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. He's dead, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Will they go down oh, that road? Oh, I hope they recreate that scene. That'd be very, <laughs> very amusing. Very amusing. Um, but hopefully not for laughs. Yeah. I think it's going to be a heartbreaking one. Well, it's Pixar. It's they, Pixar. They, they make you cry. Yep. It's, it's one of the prerequisites of Pixar films. They mm-hmm. they, they turn on the waterworks. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. Make you wait. laugh, make you cry, change your life. Yep. Change your life. I can't, exactly. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to watch this. It's going to be so much fun. Fulia, um, did you like this trailer? <sighs> I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the little humorous scenes that we got in this trailer. That robot cat is going oh, to make fantastic. me just... Make me tear up with joy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Very funny. Oh my goodness. Uh I I can't wait to see this because yes, hearkening back onto Toy Story moments, the nostalgia is there. We'll hopefully we'll get some more references to yeah. Buzz oh, from from the Toy Story era. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it's I I just 
I can't wait for this. It's, it already looks really good just from looking at the trailer. Yeah. Um, the animation style of this is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the fact that there's a uh, a space base is cool. Mm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we sort of meet some, you know, other characters that have been living on that base for so long. Mm. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I just, I love the fact that he's doing his little captain's log. I know. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Great. Um, Mike, um, what did you think of this one? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it being a kids' film, you can probably get a, you can probably um, forgive it for putting pretty much majority of the story in the trailer. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, but I think it's going to be for our generation, not for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's ours. That's right. Just like but Toy Story I- Three. <laughs> yeah. And Toy Story 4 was good. And Toy Story 4, yes. Yeah. I don't care what people say. <laughs> it was good. It was something for Woody. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will mention this, sorry, to go on a tangent. Because um, there are some people that sort of bag out Toy Story 4 and it's like what we didn't need. It's like, no, it's like like the first... Toy Story. It was Buzz. Help, it was Woody helping out Buzz, um, and the second one was Woody helping out uh, Jesse. The third one was pretty much uh, Woody helping out the the entire gang, and the fourth one was Woody helping out himself. Mm. Yeah. So, and it was a it was a more of a fitting end, really. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, I like this. Uh, I like this trailer of Buzz Lightyear. Nice. And and um, yeah, Chris Evans. He does have the the right cadence for uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, you, you can definitely, he does. You can definitely have like it sort of influences with the actual uh, Tim Allen uh, Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. So, mm. um, don't have to recreate the. Um, the wheel for that, which which was good. It was very familiar and fun. Uh, yeah, so when are we going to be watching this, Kendall? Well, we will be in the cinemas watching Light Here on the 16th of June. Midnight screening. Midnight screening. Is it cat? All the kids the- will be in bed. <laughs> is the cat's name Socks? The robot cat? I have no idea. I feel like it is, and that's being voiced by Peter Son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Who that? I think we talked about him last time we did the trailer because I was like, who's that voice? He's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's, does he, does, he does. He's, he was Emil in Ratatouille. I haven't seen Ratatouille. Neither have I. <laughs> he was Squishy in Monsters University. Which one Who was, the fuck is Squishy? Was Squishy the pink one? <laughs> was he the one that like... He yeah. could let in a draft? Was it that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Monsters University in a while. Mm. But there was one character in, in that that I really liked. I don't know if it was voiced by him. But anyway. Yeah, cool. All right. So he's a talented voice actor, obviously. Yes. Uh, has experience with Pixar. So that's nice. Yeah, he's been in a lot of Pixar films. Yeah, cool. Yeah. No doubt you can buy that fucking cat. <laughs> I oh, want the cat. <laughs> they, will be, they will be selling the cat. 
Prime example. They will definitely be saying cat. Too I want a cat. I want a cat. Sounds. I want a cat. All right, that's enough. Well, if I can't have a real cat, I might as well have a robot one. You can have a real cat one day. I'd rather a dog. <laughs> Shock <laughs> and horror. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. What about, what about cut out the middleman and just get a bird? Nah, I've had birds in my life. They're not that clean. <laughs> and you yeah. think a dog's gonna be clean? <laughs> no, but you can't cuddle a bird. True. You can put it on a shoulder. Just be a pirate. No, I don't want to do that. Bird. <laughs> okay, let's let's wrap up there, shall we? Yeah. Speaking of parrots on shoulders. Yes. Oh. Lovely segue, Michael, thank you. As Yo, we ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. As we roll on out. Oh. With shitty editing. <laughs> oh? <laughs> Some sass coming? Excuse me. <laughs> There's some sass coming. Um, time now, of course, for a quickie review. Quickie review. Or as we like to call them, not so quick quickie reviews, where we discuss things that we watched because we're nerds. Um, and this week, of course, was the highly anticipated uh, Easter special of Doctor Who, uh, Legend of the Sea Devils. Um Yes, so that was great. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, it was. I really just like this gang. Like you know, thirteen Yaz Dan. Like I think they're a great trio. Mm. They they all work really well together. Obviously, Yaz has been around since before I started watching Doctor Who, so I I don't have the full grasp on her history. Obviously, but um, but. Dan has fit in rather seamlessly, um, I think. I really like him a lot. Um, but yeah, but no, it was it was fun. I'm I'm not a huge like I'm not a huge pirate fan or anything, but like I'm, I you know I watched Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but that's about it really. And um, but it was it was cool. Like I I kind of am liking how Doctor Who likes to integrate real life people into the world of, of Doctor Who, like just sort of just, you know, retcon alt, slightly alter history a little bit, uh, or be a part of history in some form. I think that's really, really cool. So we see that in this episode with this Chinese pirate, um, which was, which was great. Um, yeah. And I've not never, obviously never seen any sea devils before. So they were cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, I was just really, really happy that we were finally getting some more progress on on the 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 Yaz and thirteen of it all. Um, I will not say the name of the ship because I know it annoys Michael. Um, so <laughs> just don't say Tumblr in front of me. Uh, ah! uh, <laughs> um, but it was really, really sweet that you know they both kind of acknowledged their feelings for each other to each other. That was very, very sweet. Um, and the end of the episode was just so, it was just kind of bittersweet to me because like, and, and even for someone like me, who's a very casual Doctor Who fan, I can clearly see and, and know that, um, you know, the Doctor just can't really stay committed to people in that way sort of thing because of the way things just are uh, with regenerations and, you know, just, you know, 
imminent danger everywhere they turn. So, um, and it's a bit like um, being in love with a rock. Yeah, the rocks is just going to be there even when you're gone. Yeah, God, yeah, feels. So there was a lot of feels for me. As much as it was so nice to see them, you know, talk about how they're on a date and, um, yeah, and just you know talk about how they feel about each other. It's just it was yeah it was very bittersweet to you know. The fact that they probably won't get together, um, especially based on the, um, you know, the tease, like the teaser, the tr- trailer for the, the anniversary special. I'm guessing that was at the end of the episode, um, with you know the doctor, beginning to regenerate and calling out to Yaz, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna cry, aren't I? I'm gonna be sad. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. This special, I really, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, Fulia, what did you think? I really enjoyed the concept of, you know, pirates and sea devils and, um, the fact that they, that Dan loves to wander off. (laughs) He sure does. (laughs) Uh, and then, so the doctor was like, we know he's going to wander off, so let's let him wander off. Yeah. In that outfit too. Yeah. So, so stereotypical. Funny. Very funny. Uh, and then they ended up traveling back to the moment where this particular keystone that they're talking about mm-hmm. um, was um, was the was the object that they were trying to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then we we initially think that the captain of the ship um, was. A, you know, make, getting getting rid of and betraying his crew. Yeah. But then by the end of it, we find out the latter happens. Yeah, the devils actually betrayed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that whole concept. It was a lot of fun to watch. Seeing Dan being Dan and just... Love, you know, trying to help and then the little mumblings he does to himself about his general things about life that he actually knows from current times and he says it back then and then the captain the lady the lady was like um i have no idea what you're talking yeah, about yeah i didn't understand a single word you just said yeah yeah because <laughs> he's talking about his phone yeah <laughs> what's a phone <laughs> what's an app yeah um the way that they decided to go about this whole, you know, try meeting, like to that meeting point where they're, where Yaz and the doctor actually find Dan, mm. um, was really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just overall, this whole this whole episode was really interesting. Mm. Um, bittersweet love story. Yeah, kind of sad. I my heart was aching for them because I was like, but I what but. It's, I, I know it's not going to happen no. because, you know, Dr. Regenerates. Come the, her, you know, her life cycle is, her, her, her appearance life cycle is coming to an end. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really hard for Yaz. Um, yeah, poor Yaz. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, I, it was a good, it was a good episode. Yeah. 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 All right, Michael, hit us. What did you think? How do you, how do you rate this one? <laughs> Um, yeah, I do have a couple of problems with it. Um, uh, I do like the story, 
but I have a feeling that this was probably meant to be longer than it actually was because apparently this is actually one of the shorter episodes and you can sort of see the sort of harsh editing that they had to do to actually cram it all into to it because I'm thinking they probably had some scenes that would have been fleshed out and with with the story and yeah that sort of that that sort of um got my hackles up <laughs> it's like it's not incoherent it's too quick settle down why why is he why is he jumping onto to the why is the sea devil jumping onto the ship when he can teleport that doesn't make sense yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, why is Dan killing a a a, an Italian, uh, a um a battalion of of sea devils? But when when the when the big uh, pirate captain does it only once, he get he gets an earful from the doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I do like a, a pirate, a pirate story. I mean, I loved pirates as a kid. I don't know why, but it, it was sort of my, like my thing. And it's like I really like pirates. Um, yeah, that was good. It's good to see the sea, sea devils back because they uh, they haven't been on our screens for for a long old time, and. And coincidentally, this year is actually like the 50th anniversary of them debuting on oh. TV, uh, the, all the way back in 1972. Uh, but this one is particularly good because they uh, they weren't overshadowed by um, another villain that was actually in it. Like the first one was um, uh, the Sea Devils, but they sort of were off to the side because the main villain was actually the master at that time. Oh. And there was an another uh, episode with the um, fifth Doctor and uh, essentially the Sea Devils became like the, the grunts for uh, another uh, species, uh, the Silurians, which are actually... Uh, the sea devils and Silurians are basically cousin species. Uh, one was on land, and the other one was on, uh, was in the sea. So, that, so yeah. So this is like their episode, uh, and what they were doing, which was pretty much flooding the world so they can uh, take, take over back. the world. Yeah, yeah. Take it back. Doodle -doo -doo. Then why do they need a ship? <laughs> a flying ship, no, no less. If they were going to do like a Jolly Roger sort of thing, like this was the ghost ship of of Davy Jones or something like that, then I would back it up as like oh this seafaring sort of like legend. But they didn't really get into it. I wanted more to get into it. As like I do like the fact that they tried to put it in historical accuracy um what it was but even then it didn't really match up of what was happening so 
uh, I'm thinking, you know, a, lot, a bit of a lost opportunity. But I'm I'm more harsh with Doctor Who because I really enjoy it, and yeah, I do see the faults in that. Uh, but I do see the the pros in it, and uh, I don't want to like destroy anyone's enjoyment out out of, out of it if you did did really enjoy it. It's just it could have been more, but I'm a very harsh critic. Yeah, that's okay. So, You're allowed to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a bit like me and fucking uh, Fantastic Beasts three. I wanted more, <laughs> and even with that more, to make sense mm. and actually have a plan from the start. Mm. So that's basically it. I would probably give it. Hmm. Uh, I would give it. Yeah, I'll give it probably 2.5 uh, eye patches out of five. <laughs> nice. I'd probably give it three eye patches out of five. Yeah, I'd probably be the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now, can we talk about the trailer that I was more excited for than the actual <laughs> episode? <laughs> wow. Literally like the last minute of this thing is... <laughs> Go, yeah, go, talk about it, let's do it. I'm really looking forward to this. Yes. I do I do have I do have my sort of um mis- uh, misgivings? No. I, I do have I do have sort of my you know hesitations. My, my, my hesitations, my scary thoughts. Maybe it's gonna be a bit too full. And I know Chris Chipnell, he likes to overstuff things, and some things will, some plot lines and some some elements fall beyond the wayside. But the theory is that this is probably going to be a feature length, so we're probably going to get more time mm. to to establish things. So mm-hmm. that was good. I don't think that a lot of people are thinking, including myself, that is not a regeneration. At the end, oh, because that looks like the sort of um, elements that you sort of see when you open a fog fog watch. Oh, oh snap, dude! Oh snap! Yeah, the watch has got to come back, right? Which is fucking Chekhov's gun that they <laughs> that they put in. Literally, yes. So that's going to happen. They'll probably have a bit more to say about the timeless child in in this episode, hopefully. Yeah. And well, also, the, the master is going to come back, right? Yes, the master's coming back. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are coming back, including ones that have died. So hopefully that makes sense. Like like that uh, Cyberman. That's half. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is half man, half. But you know, Mary Shelley's uh, Cyberman. Yes. <laughs> Uh, because he got shrunk, mm. and you don't normally survive that. <laughs> but pretty cool, uh, and also some. Oh, he's nerding out. Some companions that we haven't seen for yes! fucking ages. Yes. Oh, really? Did I miss? <laughs> I must have missed that. From That's me. all right. It's very niche. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. The uh, we, we get we get Kate Stewart coming back. Mm, I cool. saw that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, um, and the the two ladies that are actually talking on the phone are previous Doctor Who companions 
from the 80s. Oh. One of them is Tegan Shevanka, who was a Fifth Doctor companion. And the other one is Ace, who was a Seventh Doctor companion. Wow. And this is like the first time that the, the, that they've actually interacted with each other, like canonically. Uh, and that has got my juices flowing that we'll probably get to see more. More more companions coming back. A lot of people are thinking, oh, if they're going to get the companions back, then the, there's going to be multiple Doctor Whos. No, multiple Doctor Whos is probably going to be set up for the 60th anniversary, which is next year. This one is probably going to be something that I'm speculating is probably involved with Redacted, the uh, audio drama where... Uh, they're probably going to have some companions coming back to find out why are people forgetting who the Doctor is and why are people disappearing as well. There's people disappearing because they don't do much. So, hopefully, we'll get more to it than just brief cameos. And I am very excited to see Ace because she is one of my favourite companions. That's cool. Her um, her tenure is sort of what was setting up for what the new Who companions were going to be. They were more fo- they were more focused on Ace as a character in later half of Doctor Who than, than most. They were actually setting up more of her backstory. Yeah, oh, cool. And how she is. Um, her relationship was with the doctor was more complicated than most and and unfortunately yeah the and doctor who um was cancelled before they could like do more with that mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. so we haven't really seen a we haven't really seen ace leave the tardis so maybe they'll maybe they'll do something with that as well and yeah and i'm really happy yay i'm i'm really happy for that we haven't got a release date we haven't got an even title for it so it's going to be the centenary special which is the centenary of uh, the bbc it's 100 years old right so they're doing a centenary Doctor Who special for the BBC this year, and then next year they're doing the 60th anniversary special in which the Doctor will regenerate. No. No? Because this is the last episode for Jodie Whittaker. Oh, so she's not going to be... So the anniversary special is going to be the first episode of the new Doctor? Word is there's going to be a couple of uh, special episodes before the 60th. So, and then right, okay. And then they're going to do uh, a new series of the Doctor. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So, all right. Cool. So at the moment, we don't know what's going to happen. Okay, so one special at a time, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be like this year. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think that's a regeneration that we see. That's a fog watch. So she's probably going to get memories back so that's probably going to focus on the timeless child mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. doctor who mm-hmm. and then at the end she'll probably regenerate into someone or 
And this is a ballsy move, but I'm thinking maybe they'll just cut to black. I would hate if they did that. I mean, we, more power we, to them, but fuck. <laughs> that would suck. That would suck. Because apparently we're, we're going to get confirmation of who's going to be the 14th Doctor. Mm. Like, in a couple of weeks. Really? That's what people have been saying. Oh that, my that's, gosh. So we might that's just know. speculation. Okay, alright. Well, we're definitely finding out this year, it seems. Maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe. <laughs> a lot of maybes going on. Uh, funny. And that is my Doctor Who review. Love <laughs> it. Thank you. That was wonderful. Okay, well, speaking of, review, of reviews and discussion about nerdy things, it is time for the moment. Ma? The segment. Or? The section. <laughs> the part. Ah? The place. Meh. The spot in the show we like to call. What do you mean I got spots? It's alright, I got acne. Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pop my spots. Get your pop culture. Pop culture. Get it. Popcorn culture. It's popcorn culture time. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, we have reached the main event of the show two hours in, as we like to do. Um, <laughs> we are here today to now discuss the latest episode of Moon Knight, episode four, The Tomb. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Can I just say, Marvel and their episode fours, there is a trend. No? There is a trend of shit going down in the fourth episode of every single show. Because you had, you've got what we're about to talk about. Hawkeye, episode four, was at the end, was where Yelena showed up. At the end of episode four of Loki, it's where Loki died. Um, and then we ended up meeting, you know, all the variants. Um, and then episode four of Falcon Winter Soldier is when um, John Walker killed a guy with the shield. And episode In 4K. In four, yeah. And episode four, four of One Division was when we found out uh, that, that, that it's no, it's not that one. <laughs> it's it's the one before that where we found find out that it's one like it was the first episode that explained everything uh, outside of the the thing. Um, uh, you know, and it ends with um, um, Monica saying it's it's Wanda. She's in control. That's when we found that out. So episode four. Hello. Well done, Disney. Well done, Marvel. <laughs> Very happy. Um, I love this episode. This show is just getting better and better for me as it goes along. I, I love it. Um, but I really, I just really, really enjoyed everything about it. And it didn't even feel like a Marvel show. Not that it has to feel like a Marvel show or anything, but it just, it was just a really fun adventure to go on with uh, Layla and Steven and Mark and, um, you know, as they try and, and find um, uh, where Amit is, is entombed. Um, so that was really, really cool going it's, on that it's, journey. It's, so. it's the mummy in Marvel form. Literally. It, made me, it literally <laughs> made me think of mummy. It's like a contemporary version of the mummy, um, you know, with a guy with multiple personalities. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's good. 
Um, yes, uh, I do have one question though, and I'm going to start off the podcast with a question uh, that slightly jumps ahead, slightly doesn't. So this episode opens with obviously after the events of the previous one, where uh, the Ennead has put uh, Conchu inside, uh, you know, a stone statue. Um, and, and Stephen slash Mark, they pass out. Mm-hmm. They're dead to the world, right? Yep. So my question is, when this episode opens and Stephen's still, you know, out cold, and because later in the episode we find out that uh, Amit is encased in stone as well, Harrow is uh, Amit's avatar, right? He's using her ability. How is he doing that when we see that Konshu has no effect on Stephen or Mark at all while he is encased in stone. Explain that to me. Mm. <laughs> my only reason I can think to back back up Marvel and say and defend them is to basically just say I think it's got to do with Harrow's followers. Um, because and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like the power of belief and the power of faith in that sense can give gods their power like it's been done in stories before where like the gods become powerful because of what people you know it's like in peter pan you know you say you believe in fairies and the fairy gets better the fairy yeah. doesn't die you know i suppose yeah yeah that kind of thing so that's kind of the re- only reason i can think of as to why amit's power actually kind of works with harrow um otherwise i'm just like confused about it but yeah i don't know does that how does that work for you folia do you have any well any critiques on that no uh i didn't even, i didn't even think about that yes <laughs> my thought about harrow is mm. how is it that he is um it's avatar with the whole point of you know weeding out all of the the bad before it happens mm. from in people mm-hmm when he himself is doing bad. Yeah, I know. Maybe, well, that's kind of what we touched on last week when we were like, you know, is Harrow, like, he's a very complicated villain because yeah. he's, he's trying to do the right thing, but he's going the wrong way about it. And then it's the same with, like, Conchu. It's like, he's, he's trying to do the right thing, but he's going about it in a shit He still way has too. sin. He's committing sins yes, in the present time. He sees time. it in his mind as his way of making up for it. And I'm sure Amit, it must have been entombed in stone for some reason that she did something bad. And um, I think she's just using Harrow to get released again, to get out. Um, and she's just letting that slide so she can be freed. Mm. I, but that's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. It's being raised. Anyway, um, what did you think of the episode as a whole for you before we get into it a bit more? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of weird not seeing Moon Knight come out I know. in this episode at no, all. No Moon Knight in this episode. Yeah. What are you talking about? It was, it was figurine form. <laughs> yeah. <True. laughs> Apart from that. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really interesting to see it go the way it did. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just the way it also kind of like ends as well that last little act at the end which we'll get to we'll get to it um that was really interesting for me yeah because i'm just sitting there 
trying to figure it all out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> he was. Uh, but the lead up to all of that happening was actually really, really interesting. Mm. I love that. I love the action that we get with Layla when we're in the actual yeah. tomb. Yeah, and, she's great in this one. You know, being chased by... Was it like another mummy of some sort? Yeah. I don't know what it was. These mummy things. Yeah. In this tomb. Um, That was creepy with the arms. Did you? Okay. I know I love horror. I don't mind a good scare. But did you freak the fuck out when Uh, that jump scare happened? Because goddamn. I kind of (laughs) did. I was like, holy crap. I was kind of expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it. Just comes out of the shadows and just Just grabs grabs her and goes back in. Straight up. And then she's sort of struggling to get out. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, please, please don't die. Please don't die. I (laughs) know. I was really worried about her. Uh, But she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. fine. She's totally fine. It's good. Yeah. She might be crazy. Yeah. But I I also loved the... The Steve, uh, Stephen in this one, Steven. geeking out. Oh my god, Stephen! Being in this in this tomb, uh, and he he's just like, holy crap! Yeah, um, was really awesome. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a really good yeah, episode. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Mike, what about you? How what your general thoughts on the episode? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. It was it was definitely. Um, a lot different from the the rest of them, because mm. essentially we're we're going for one one goal and we're still still following, trying to find this tomb, mm. and and it just turned into a character piece I really enjoyed. Mm. Where where um we're <laughs> we're we're dealing with a, a love triangle, but with two people. It's you, you don't see that. No. <laughs> And yeah, and the subtle hints of a third, third mm, person maybe still, yeah, <laughs> may, maybe that's a third person actually is the one that punched. <laughs> oh, it could be Steve. maybe. Mm. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know. He's like, that's my wife because he's he's the violent type because he kills people. Um. Yeah, uh, definitely got some mummy vibes. Definitely got some Indiana Jones vibes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> definitely. And yeah, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> Does it? Does it though? <laughs> and yeah, and having sort of something in real life that we don't know where the resting place of Alexander the Great is. And, <laughs> and of course, Steve being the... The story, the historian that he is, freaked out. It's like, oh my god, this is the biggest find ever, and I'm about to put my hand down its gullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Sorry, Mister Great. Sorry, Mister Great. He just breaks his jaw. Oh my god. <laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, and yeah, and the ending is what what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mind fuck. Yeah, um, But before I go on to that, mm. it's interesting how Harrow sort of uh, we 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 sort of show how he manipulates as well, and we mm. can sort sort of see it not working with mm. Layla, with uh, I- Isla, Layla, 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 
Layla. Uh, Delilah. <laughs> and yeah, and then he just goes, he, he, he breaks character by shooting him twice. That was sort of weird. I did, that that took me. It didn't really take me out of it. It's just he's. I didn't expect his character to actually do that. Yeah, neither did I. Because mm. it felt like maybe that was something else. I don't know. It didn't really sit well for me. But it was it was a great visual and it was a great great. Oh my god, where are we going with this? Yeah, and very much. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of surprises, and I love being surprised. Same mm. here, same here. Yeah, some big surprises in this one. Um, let's talk about the the love triangle of it all, which kind of kicks off at the beginning of the episode um, with you know <laughs> Stephen just having complete like googly eyes for Layla. Oh my god! The way every time he looks at her, he's just so like enamored. Find somebody who looks at you oh. like Stephen looks oh at God. Layla. Steve, if Stephen looked at me and like kiss, that, my goodness. And kiss as awkwardly as that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I loved that scene. I'll just, I'll just say like, it was so, yeah. I mean, the whole build up was, was fantastic. Like just, you know, them getting there and in the car. And then I liked, you know, you're talking about, you know, the deal that Mark and Stephen made and, and then, and then you know Layla is like, no, we we won't we won't have you, Mark. We'll just it'll just be Steve and me. And then Steve's like, yeah, you and me in the open road. And then she slams on the brakes. Like, <laughs> We're walking from here. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the whole like you know they walk up to the where the you know the entrance to the tomb is, and and Stephen says hello to the camel. <laughs> hello, <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, and then when they're up top, they're about to belay down. He has no idea what belaying is, which yeah. I thought was very, very cute. Um, yeah, she goes to kiss him first. Let's just point that out. Um, I love th- how complicated this is because, like, you know, she's like, "Oh, you smell like him." Well, obviously, because you're in the same body and rah rah rah. I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, um, it's sort of. I, I, I will mention this. Mm. It is sort of the same dynamic of, is this really cheating if it's the same body? Well, yeah, it's that's so, the thing. It's sort of the same sort of conundrum of two Lokis kissing. Yeah, a little bit in that Cause, sense. Because remember, a lot of people are saying, oh, is it incest? Is it... Is it... Maybe. Self, self-cessed. It's not... It's Se- not. Self-cessed. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's when you, it's when you love yourself too much. Mm. Self-love, it's, baby. It's conceited. Yes. Arrogant, <laughs> even. Um, anyway, go on. Yeah. It's a vanity. Um, yeah, it was just... Uh, it's, you can only make that as, as awkward. If it was an actual passionate kiss, mm. then people going... People would probably have a bit more to say. It's like, well, you are kissing another man and you're not officially divorced yet. So. Yeah, so technically, you know, she's still, I mean, yeah, she's still married to Mark, but yeah. Is she married to the body or the personality? And also, are you taking advantage of someone with a mental illness? Yeah, there's also that mm. because clearly <laughs> there's a lot of layers. Yeah, because clearly she has some kind of feelings for Stephen, right? Because you know she tried to to kiss him, 
And then he awkwardly and very lovingly kind of, you know, stopped. And it stopped her and was like, no, because Mark wants... Mark is pushing you away because he thinks Konshu wants you to read for his avatar and that bombshell got dropped. He is the honest type. He is the honest type. And that's what Layla wants. Yes. He's a good she guy. Wants, uh, she wants good honesty. Guy. Yes. And he's so sweet. You were right. He's very honest and sweet and it's wonderful. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and then he does kiss her and it's very, like, <laughs> happy for them. Technically, um, technically, first kiss. Technically, yes. Technically. <laughs> we want to get technical. Um, what did you... Well, th- do you remember your first kiss and how fucking awkward it was? <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> um, I will say, though, the punch was very funny, too. Out of nowhere. Just, just bang, you know, literally, yeah, just bang. <laughs> Mark punches Stephen. Well, I'm going to say it's Mark. I don't think it's... I think it's guy. Mark, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fulia, what did what do you think about this whole love triangle yeah, in unfolding? I I feel like Mark shouldn't be upset because it's his fault for pushing her away. <laughs> well, yeah, you should have been honest, buddy. Exactly. He's, he's hiding so much from her. I know, it's so shit. And Layla knows it. And Layla's just like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm I'm sick of the all the lies and the and the deceit and, mm-hmm. and and then you know it, for for Layla it was really refreshing to hear what Stephen had to say. Mm-hmm. So and it was very honest of him. Um and and now she knows why Mark is being so like distant. Yes. <laughs> so when did this turn into a soap? <laughs> I I'm like I'm cool like. It shouldn't even be a triangle anymore because <laughs> it's just, it's literally it's the same body. It's just two different personalities well, in the talk- same that's body. That's what we're talking about. It's like so you- I feel like it shouldn't be an issue. Like I wonder, I honestly wonder if there is any examples of it in real life because multiple personality disorder is a thing. Mm, it is. So I know someone who has it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, so the question begs: like, if you're in a relationship with that person, do you love? the whole person in that whole package or do you only like like do you only love one personality mm. and you can't love the others like how does that work so yeah that would be curious i'd be curious to, to learn that so it's it's a funny thing to be ex- explored in a marvel show that's for sure yeah or in media in general yeah very much um mike do you have any extra thoughts on the love triangle of it all before we move on um i like it never seen it before and mm. i'm enjoying it yeah and fully out, you should talk to them about it. Yes, ask your friend mm. if, if you can, if they mm. have any experience, or if they've watched Moon Knight and have any thoughts on the. I, I will. Yes, I will, I will see what they say. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> but don't make it like um, it's like oh, I've se- have you seen Moon Knight? <laughs> have you seen He's Moon got Knight? what you got. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh, you're Australian? Have you seen Crocodile Dundee? Jeez. Mm, <laughs> we fucking all have. Shut up. Yeah. I haven't. Be- oh. Did I say that? No. Well, you know <laughs> what I'm going to say, don't you? <laughs> well, you're not I'll really go Australian, are you? Were you here illegally? No. Oh, that's good. <laughs> 
She was born here. She was an Australian citizen, yes, man. I am. Okay. <laughs> anyway, back to Moon Knight. Yes. Don't wanna, um, don't, yeah, don't want to be too political. Let's not be, let's not be political. So, anchor um, baby. We get anyway. in. We get into the tomb, and then that's when the whole the the you know mummy Indiana Jones of it all really kicks off, mm. and we get to see Stephen in his element, like you mentioned earlier, Fulia, nerding out yeah. over being where he is. And then just using his knowledge to figure out everything. But I love my one of my favorite parts of the episode, and I wrote down the line <laughs> when, when he was saying about like you know there's like this statue at the entrance, and he's saying like you know I'd be thrilled if that thing came to life and asked me a question. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, I'd shit myself, but I'd be thrilled. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was wonderful. Like he has so many good bits of dialogue. In this episode, like, also when he says, it's amazing, pun, um, <laughs> after they figure out, you know, she, Layla's like, it's amazing, like, it's amazing. Um, and then when he says, I squished it about the monster, the mummy monster thing, he, like, pushes the table off the balcony and yeah, it says, lands oh, on, I squished, I squished it. it, I squished it. <laughs> and then later on, when he walks into the main tomb... Uh, and he's going. He's listing off all of these like famous like kings and queens of, of ancient Egypt, like Tutmos and yeah. And like, then he sees the, the he sees the hieroglyphs and he's like, wait a minute, that's Macedonian. Well, yes, but before that, he says it's got to be one of the biggins, and I just love the way. He yeah, says, one of the biggins. <laughs> it's got to be one of the biggins. Like, yeah, that was just that was just wonderful. Um, so yeah, I loved this whole thing with him and Layla doing this sort of tomb, tomb raider Indiana Jones thing, and, like figuring out like that, it, the, the whole thing is like the eye of Horus and figuring out what, you know, that puzzle means with, you know, where they're going to find Amit and the, all this stuff. Like it was just, it was just fantastic. Um, what did you think about it for you? I loved that whole yeah. sequence. It was just so good to see him using his mind, his knowledge, and, you know, in a practical sort of a sense and, you know, just the way that he figures things out and, you know, his mumbly way of thinking out loud and it just, it's so good. Um, yeah. uh, you know, man, Jason Isaacs is just doing amazing. So, you mean Oscar? Oscar. I I, why am I saying? Oh my gosh, my brain. It's, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oscar I knew Isaac. it was Isaac. Yeah. I just keep forgetting the That's first okay. name. Oscar Isaac. He's been, yeah, he's easily the best thing about this show. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isaac Newton is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you enjoying the, the uh, uh, Egyptology uh, mummy Indiana Jones vibes this episode gave us? Yeah, uh, as I said before, I'm, I'm not that well equipped with uh, Egyptology, uh, but I did mention this to my sister because she loves um, Egyptology. And I thought you might get into it. I mean, it's a bit nerdy being a superhero film, but I think you probably might like it. And yeah, I'm enjoying all the elements in it, and also Oscar Isaac and his and his acting capabilities. And yeah, he's he's really good. Mm. Yeah. He's really, really good. That's for damn sure. Um, Until he got shot. And that's the end of the show. 
<laughs> or so you think. So we think. So we think. But we're not there yet. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we've kind of touched on the those mummy things that are like, you know, that was that was kind of intense. Just, you know, the way that Stephen realizes, like, there's blood everywhere. There's, like, bits of flesh on this table altar thing and... And then, yeah, and then they have to hide when one of them comes out and drags this poor guy and starts gutting him. Yeah, yeah. While he's still alive. And put it, he starts putting all of his organs into the canopic jars, which I found really fascinating. Because, you know, do that's what you, do they, you rec- Did you recognise the guy? Did I recognise the guy? Yeah. That, mm. that, that, that was killed. Mm. Yeah, well, it was one of Harrow's men. And he came back later on after... Stephen, quote unquote, died. He was also the policeman that came to his door. Ah, yeah. right. Yes, yes. Yeah, I for- so he's I been. That. So he's been there for ages. He's been there for ages. Yes, and now he did. And now he very did. <laughs> hey, Dad. Or maybe. Or maybe, depending. Or maybe on... it's all an illusion. Maybe yeah. it's all <laughs> an illusion. Um, did the. Like the horror stuff, apart from the jump scare and stuff, but there's these mummy creatures. Like, what did you think of them as an addition to the episode? It was it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah the clicking yeah, is the, creepy. Jeez, it was. What? He didn't have a tongue. <laughs> what else could he do? <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It it was kind of interesting. You couldn't really tell what they look like because it was so dark. Yeah, they were shrouded in darkness. Quite yeah. A bit. yeah. Um, and then, but just, you know, it's movements and the, the sound it was making just sort of give you like very creepy vibes. Mm. And, and then all of a sudden he's like freaking gutting this, the, the, gutting the guy on, on this tab table thing. Mummifying. Mummifying. Yeah. Mummifying. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. But then he got smooshed. <laughs> he got smooshed. He got smooshed and Stephen ran away. Yeah. Um, seeing the... Going back to that scene with Layla, though, just the arms coming out of the cliffs. Yeah, that was creepy. I was just like, <laughs> no. no. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden she breaks off the arm, mm. but then the mummy can't still... Tries to choke her it's, out with the one arm. Yeah, and is like trying to stab her with the bones. The bones of his pre- arm, oh, and I'm like, yeah. Have my femur. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know bone names. No, but I know. Don't know biology. Biology. Yeah. Pathology. 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 Biology. Biology. Whatever. One of the ologies. Uh, but Layla's a badass man. Yeah, she kicked that mummy's butt. She did. And she let out a very satisfying scream at the end of that. Yeah, I, I would have done. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I was just like, ah, I nearly died. <laughs> I nearly died. Yeah, it's like she's great. It's like Ace Ventura putting back the bat, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head, but I thought it fit. Yeah, <laughs> Ace Ventura always fits. Yep. Um, Mike, thoughts on on the mummies? She is awesome. Uh, She can hold her own. Not just another love interest, but an absolute badass. Yeah. And a good contender to be 
um, Moon Knight later on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is also a theory. Oh, yeah, they could definitely be setting that up mm. very much. And then, uh, you can have, and then you can have Oscar Isaac like caught in the underworld where he is, which is also another theory. Yeah, that's a theory. Mm. A film theory. Um, yes, yes. And then Harrow comes along, obviously, to ruin everything. Yep. Um, and tries to manipulate um, Layla into turning against Mark slash Stephen, which kind of works, to be honest. Um you know, we actually finally learn about, you know, more about Mark and, and, and Layla and their history and what happened with Layla's father. Um, so, yeah, so that's good. The stuff that was hinted at last week got paid off pretty quickly, mm. um, which was nice. The one thing about I hate about uh, this is this, like, this episode. My Probably my least favorite part about the episode, actually, and it's, it's a nitpick, so it's not really a huge deal, but this trope of, like... You know when your characters are, like, they need to go. Like, they need to leave. Time is of the essence here. But one of them's like, no, I have a personal issue with you, and I'm going to talk about it right now. Yeah. I'm not going to get out of danger first and then talk about it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to yell at you now for, you know, <laughs> being involved, killing my dad. Look, fair enough. Where she's coming from, I get it. Makes sense. But it kind of annoyed me that someone who seems to be as switched on as Layla is couldn't separate her emotion, um, you know, and I, I, like I said, fair enough, you know, so, so dad, um, you know, he obviously meant the world to her, but still I hate, I hate that trope. I hate it. It's a bad writing trope. I don't like it. So bad. <laughs> that was my, that was my one gripe with the episode. The only so, the, so this te- television series can go right in the bin. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm loving it. <laughs> no, no. I'm not, just joking. We're not putting it in the bin. Um, yeah, Fully, how did you feel about uh, finding out the truth about, uh, you know, Mark's involvement with Layla's dad's death? Yeah, look, honestly, I kind of thought I had this feeling that Harrow was trying to trick her in some form. Yeah. Because he's not, give, like, he's telling some truth, but he's. Doing it in a way that it sounds worse than it is, I suppose. I mean, it was still well, bad. It's still bad. Yeah, it's still bad. But making out, making out Mark as the villain in in that particular s- story, I suppose, um, and to then find to then find out that it's not actually he wasn't the one that did the killing, but he was there. Mm. Um, so. It was interesting. I, I I feel bad for Layla that she found out that way. Yeah. And this is why Mark needed to have said this sort of stuff. Well, that's that's the other trope I don't like. It's like, oh, I was trying to tell, trying to find the right time to tell you, or I was, you know, I was gonna do it, and I was like, yeah, but mate, you would have done it by now. Like you should have yeah. done it by now. Yeah. You married her, you asshole. Yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when no, I turned see. on Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, like he didn't do anything wrong, but he was like, you held that information from her. Yeah, mm. yeah. He kept. I'm it- sorry, I, my feminist is coming out right yeah, now. Yeah, no, <laughs> please. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Like you know, you can't. And then just the fact that he's like, 
he, he's, he feels guilty for his involvement. So, you know, he ends up trying to make it up to her and he's going to tell her, but then they end up falling in love and getting married. And then, you know, shit goes by the wayside. It's like when you meet a person and, you know, you don't remember their name and then it, too much time passes and you just, you're not going to ask again, are you? <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to bring it up. What? Well, you're sitting at, you're standing at the altar. It's like, I take the, Samantha, fuck yeah, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember your name. Now you remember. Yes, yeah. Mike, any any other thoughts on 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 this reveal? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a silly trope, but I don't know. They probably got away with it because Harrow was he was manipulating to split up the team, but he was doing it by telling the truth, which is pretty. Pretty diabolical, but mm. clever at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's, and yeah, and yeah, as you said, it worked. It it got her offside by saying, "Mark, we need to talk about this because I've heard some shit, and I need closure right now." And it's like, "No, people are coming." It's like, "Motherfucker, I killed an undead mummy. I can take on a fucking battalion right now." And I will kick you in the balls if you don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, they and and then he says, he says, yes, I was there. I I couldn't help it. It's like, yeah, that that was fine. But then they, <laughs> but when they added the, <laughs> added the, uh, I was trying to find <laughs> the time to tell you. It was like, you got married and then you ran away because it was yeah. too hard. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. I'm glad you got shot. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, he's definitely a maker of his own mess, that Mark mm. Spector. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, things things escalate pretty quickly because yeah, um, after said, you know, confrontation between Layla and and uh, and Mark, who was Stephen up until, you know, 2 minutes ago. Um, I just kind of, I felt really bad because, like, Stephen was so happy that he found a mitt, you know, that he pulled it from the body of Alexander the Great. Like, this is the greatest day of his life, pun intended. Um, And, yeah, and now he's got Layla yelling at him. And then, you know, and then Mark comes out. um, And, yeah, and then shit goes south because Harrow rocks up with his goons and they're all, they've all got guns. And and then Harrow's like, you've got to make a choice. Um... And then, yeah, Mark chooses poorly. Another pun intended. Um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> reference. And uh, and then, yeah, he um, takes out three goons with one weapon. Um, and then Harrow shoots him. Twice. Twice. And One for God, each avatar. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Layla's face, like, I was like, like, that gave me the feels. Mm. Seeing her, like, her eyes just go wide and her you know her jaws on the floor and she's covering her mouth and she's oh my god yeah it's intense but i was like holy shit what the fuck's going on um and then yeah and then things kind of um yeah get weirder from there yeah <laughs> if we want to all of a sudden <sighs> my screen ratio changed <laughs> oh so what yeah. is this wonder vision i <laughs> just i'm looking at my screen i'm like wait why has it changed all of a sudden? Why are there bars on the side? Because we, we've gone from this beautiful shot of Mark 
like falling through the water, but yeah. like floating through into yeah. this darkness. And there's like a light in the distance, whether it's the moon or whatever. Um, but that was, I, that was a really cool shot. I liked that a lot. I really liked that. That yeah. was really cool. Um, but yeah, then it's, you know, the, the light in the distance becomes a flashlight. And then we're watching an old VHS copy of, what was the name of the film? Tomb Buster. Tomb Buster. Not Tomb Raider, Tomb Buster. Tomb Buster, where one of the characters is actually called Stephen Grant. What the fuck? Holy crap. And we come out of the film and we're in a mental hospital. Yeah, and it's all white and everything's white. Sterile. Psychiatric center. Psychiatric hospital center. Yes. More accurately, yes. Yeah. Um, and where all the crazies are. Where all the crazies are. Like we're just panning through and this we whole room. Pan through, and then we get references to everything. The guy who's yelling out the bingo numbers uh, is the gold man. Uh, at you know that he keeps talk. Stephen keeps talking to. You see the Rubik's cube get played with. Um, Donna is there. His boss from the museum. She's a patient. Um, Holding a scarab. Holding a scarab. Um, someone has drawn a picture of Conchu, or at yes. least the head of Conchu on yes. a bird. Um, then there's the reveal of the goldfish. We get the goldfish. And then the police officer slash henchman slash guy who was gutted by a mummy, uh, mummified by a mummy, um, appears. Um, and then Layla's there. She's eating the same snack she was eating in episode, at the start of episode three last week. Turkish um, delight. The Turkish delight. And uh, and then Mark is strapped to the wheelchair. So that explains the strap yeah, yeah. on the bed. <laughs> and there's a Moon Knight figurine. And then the other cool thing is that when he goes to Harrow's office, because Harrow, of course, is the leading psychiatric doctor in the facility, it's the same building from episode two. Yep. That room is the same. I've seen pictures. It is the same room from when Stephen fell out of it and became Mr. Knight for the first time. That room where he and Layla were and they were trying to get away from... Oh, he was fighting the jackal. Yes, when he was oh, fighting... The, the, we, we saw the jackal. Okay. When we, we was fighting the jackal, that room is actually Harry's office in the mental... Sorry, psychiatric hospital. Mm. Yeah, it was day for night. Day for night. But yes, uh, we are in a psychiatric hospital now. And Mark Spector might be a little cuckoo. Hmm. I don't think so, though. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, the episode doesn't really, like, it, at first it kind of tries to sell you on the idea that he's actually crazy. You know, it's a trope that's been done in, in genre pieces before, like uh, Buffy did it really well in one episode. Um, and they it's one of my favorite episodes of Buffy because they actually leave it on a cliffhanger of, like, oh, act- she might actually be crazy. Uh, and not actually a vampire slayer. Um, Charmed does it as well, um, similarly. But, um, yeah, so it was cool to see that trope come back here. Like, this is a trope that I actually like. Um, maybe it's just all in their head. Um, <laughs> but then by the end of it, we're very much led to believe that, oh, no, there's something more going on here. Yeah, because then we, we get these images of the fact that while he's sitting there listening to Harrow, mm. we then sort of cut to his 
some it's someone else's feet or a reflection of his feet. Yeah, it's a reflection of Harry's feet because he's seeing his sandals. He's seeing the sandals. Yeah, with the glass. And it's like we cut back to it a couple of times. Yeah, because he's trying to figure out what the hell's yeah. going on. Because as far as he knows, you know, he was just in Egypt and he just gotten shot. Yeah. By Harrow. Mm. Um, so he's just trying to figure out where the fuck he is, what the fuck's going on. Why can't he talk to Stephen? Like he's trying to talk to Stephen at one point uh, and Stephen's nowhere to be found. And yeah. that, that made me a little sad. Mm. Um, but yeah, was, this whole last like five, 10 minutes of the episode was the best thing. Yeah. It was so good. I really enjoyed I that. I loved the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moment, or two favorite moments from it are uh, when Stephen and Mark meet each other, like, physically. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> they hug. And they hug in one of the best hugs of all time. It it's was so, so nice. Like, at the start of the episode, Mark's punching Stephen for kissing his wife, and now they're hugging each other desperately because they're like, oh, my God, now I'm not alone. I'm here with someone it's I It's interesting know. that he was stuck in a... Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, and as they're running away, there's another room with another sarcophagus. And that, I think, is the third person. That's where my brain went to. Good. <laughs> Good. But they didn't go in. They're like, no, we're going to leave that they're one. They're like, we don't know who that is. Let's just keep going. Let's go. We'll leave that for episode six. Yes, there you go. But then, of course, where the episode ends was my favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the best pieces of acting ever, literally, because you get, you know, this, this fucking hippo goddess named Tawaret, is, that's her name. She walks through uh, and then just stands there and then she says hi. And then Stephen and Mark start screaming. But Oscar Isaac is so good. That each scream is at a different pitch. Yes. And each physical reaction is different. Like, not exaggeratedly different. They definitely have some similarities. But different enough to go, those are two distinct people reacting mm, to the same yeah. thing. Mm, yeah. Mwah. 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 Amazing. And well, and well done, um, that shot coming down the corridor. That would have been fucking difficult to shoot. Of yeah. Yeah. One person doing two things separately, but with a with a moving camera at the same time. So you've got to make sure you don't actually, like, clip yourself at the same time. So props yeah, to that. Absolutely. Yeah, the tech, the you know, the crew behind this on top of the, the you know, we always talk about the acting uh, and the, the, you know, cinematography and the, just the way it looks. But, yeah, the, the amount of work that would have gone into making a lot of these shots possible yeah, is worthy of, of shouting out. I absolutely love the shots that we get in that in that scene where we're sort of, at, like, when we first get there, we're panning through this whole room mm, and we're seeing cool. all of the things. Then we meet Stephen and that edit... That shot would have been done a few times, like a couple of oh, times, yeah, yeah. where they would have had a body double for the mm-hmm. back of the head for mm-hmm. then the face on. But then the same thing would then switch around. Mm-hmm. And to be able to film that and then edit it in a way that it actually works is yep. so hard to do. Yeah. But... It is when it, but when it's done right, it looks so good, so good, and very believable. 
Oh, yeah. Um, the fact that we also then get, like, the switches between Stephen and then, oh, like, the way it pans back over to um, to Mark. I, I, I sort of, I love that kind of yeah. sweep. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Just, it's very just very artsy sort of a style in terms of its yeah in yeah terms of the pan. Well, even like the beginning shot like once it comes out of the, the vhs film and into the you know hospital the camera just kind of it almost does like a dutch angle thing where it just kind of switches mm. and you're back in mm. the widescreen format. yeah like it, oh, it was just so cool it, ma- it makes the audience um disorientated to yeah to think I, am I watching something that's real or not? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Why, why are they choosing that? And with that sort of double um, Isaac um, shots. Yeah, uh, Isaacs in that case. Yeah, two Isaacs. <laughs> Isaacs. Two. two. Isaacs. Um, yeah, with the two Isaacs, um, with that sort of shot and the panning, I don't think it would be like a handheld because that would be too difficult to actually No, 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 do. no. That would have been handheld. It would have been what... It would have been what they did in uh, Back to the Future 2. Uh, with certain shots, actually, the camera is actually on a mechanism that repeats the same movement over and over. Mm. So, so every time they do a pan, every time they do a pan, um, it's um, it's uh, it's like programmed. Me- yeah, it's programmed to actually do the same thing over and over. Yeah. So, uh, and that's how you got like. In one shot in Back to the Future 2, three uh, Michael uh, Michael J. Fox sitting at the same table, but there's a, but there's a slight movement in the camera as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Maybe yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of like that. You know, Marvel has Disney money, so they have you know really good equipment. So. You know, yeah. I assume that's probably what it would have been. The other, the other option could have been like it would have been on a steady cam. Yeah, maybe as well. Yeah, very, very that, possible. That, that could have worked as well. Very possible. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, not to jump ahead. No, no, jump ahead. It's fine. We're nearly but at the all end. the money in the world. I can see where all the budget went to in the CGI department. To double Oscar Isaac. No, well that. Uh, probably you could probably do that practically like uh, um overshooting as well like technically but but the character that we see at the end yes tara looks yeah tara looks very very good yes mm. she does and as i said you can see where all the cgi went because mm-hmm. there are questionable cgi bits in this show oh yeah and we've talked about it in previous episodes and that's yeah, that's why I was going to say, like, you know, as you were just talking about how much money they have, obviously, to work with, but why are the visual effects kind of subpar in this show? Like, that's the one thing that's really mm. dragging it down in, in terms of comparing it to the other MCU shows. But now that you've mentioned that, Mike, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because uh, apparently on IMDb, she actually turns up in the rest of the show. So. Oh, she's sticking around, is she? Yeah, so if you're having a character like that who's going to pro- probably be a, promon- a a prominent character to mm. explain what the fuck is going on uh, and having something believable. Like, we've all seen what a, a hippopotamus looks like. and Not on his and, hind legs. 
No, and talking <laughs> at, at the same time. But to make it look believable and with the sort of look that they're actually getting is pretty close to what a hippopotamus lo- looks like, including the twitching of the ears and sort of the moisture in its mouth in mm. its mouth as well. It's sort of believable. And I watched it on a big screen and I thought, wow, that's really, that's really good. I'm actually believing a walking, talking hippopotamus goddess of uh, maternity <laughs> is, is right in front of me. And yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that was exciting, and I'm so curious. I didn't realize she was going to be actually become a major character for the rest of the show now, but um, but that that has me even more excited just to see because I just love the way she said hi. Like, I'm just, <laughs> and I'm sure she's going to have all the answers as to where Mark is. He's, I feel like he's he's got a. I'm, I don't know if it's cliche to say, but he's got to be trapped somewhere between life and death. I think so. Like in some kind of limbo, some kind of, you know, in between. Purgatory, that's the best word for it. Yeah, whatever the Egyptian version of purgatory is. Um, I think think the underworld, because we've sort of seen the underworld before in uh, Black Panther-ish. It's sort of, um, a lot of people describe it as the afterlife that you think is the afterlife. Well, this... This also tracks with who Tawaret was because she, not only was she, you know, the goddess of birth and fertility in Egypt, um, she actually uh, was known as a funeral deity um, when, you know, when she was popular, which was in the years uh, 2055 through to 1650 BCE in ancient Egypt. Um so some Egyptologists believe uh, that uh, Tawaret symbolized uh, rebirth after death. Mm. So clearly, yeah, that really does kind of make sense and track with what we've seen mm. in, at the end of this episode. So Gods are real. Gods are real, man. Gods are real. But yeah, um, yeah, really, really, really cool. I love, I love this twist. I love this twist and... This ending of, of episode four, Marvel episode four, just dropping bombs. I, I'm very, very, very excited um, for it. Um, for you, do you have anything else you want to add to the episode before we wrap up? Um, no, I'm just really keen to see Where what we're gonna what we're gonna get next. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of action. Uh, I reckon we'll get Moon Knight back. So yeah, Konshu will be I th- broken free, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say we'll have Konshu back either at the end of episode five, if not during episode six, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have a feeling Amit's going to be broken free as well. Yeah, we're going to get to see Amit, I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be interesting where all that sort of leads into mm. the final episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Michael, any final thoughts on, on episode four? Um, no, it's all good. Can't wait for, uh, the next one. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Wednesday was tomorrow, but it's not. No, don't worry. I, I, I usually have Tuesdays off and I had today off and I feel like it's Tuesday today. So I'm sad as well that it's not (laughs) Wednesday's not tomorrow. But yeah, okay. it's weird. And also, uh, Ethan Hawke um, is awesome as well. 
Yes, and very I really like I really like him doing his uh, Stan Lee cosplay in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a look, wasn't it? <laughs> very interesting. Mm. Very very interesting. Excelsior. Yeah. Excelsior. <laughs> yeah. No, it was cool, and I really hope we actually get to see this third personality come out next yeah, week. Yeah, I hope so too. I re- like three Oscar Isaacs, yes, please. Let's, <laughs> let's just do it. Let's go. Why not? Okay. <laughs> uh, although I feel like this other personality is probably going to be really fucked up. <laughs> psycho. Psycho guy. Yeah. I can't Talking wait. American psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he listens to Huey Lewis and the news. Mm. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's hip I, to be a square. It's hip to be square. I don't have anything else to add. I feel like we might wrap it up there, shall we? Yes. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic episode. Bring on the final two. We're almost done. God damn it! I love this. Then show. We, it's great. Yeah. And then we can talk something else. <laughs> and then we will, yes. And then it'll be almost time for Obi Wan Kenobi. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> You're my only hope. No. <laughs> there is another. Yay! Well done. Well played, sir. Very well done. Don't you outquote me. I'll no. outquote you. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, Mess Matt, with the bull, young man. You get the, the horns. horns. Oh, that's a completely different movie. Oh, God. Keep it on brand. Um, it's not even Disney. Um, no, it's so 80s. Whatever. It's fine. We love The Breakfast <laughs> Club. It's, it's good. Okay. That's it. That's done. Pop yes. culture done. Uh, before we go, Fulia and I have a thing to plug mm. because it's that time of the month. Oh yes, it is. Yeah. It's coming oh. out this week. Okay. It's coming out this week. It's time of the month. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> the monthly new episode uh, will be out this Wednesday. Um, so please go and check that out. Fulia and I review. Yeah, we review. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. Oh, I hope it's a wholesome review. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun discussing Yes, it. we did. Yes. So good. Complete spoilers. Um, and Mike, you'll be happy to hear that not all of it is nice. We go, in, we go into some critiques. Yes, we, we do. Because it is definitely not a perfect film. But we also do talk about how much we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, on top of the negatives, so it's yeah, it was a very good, very good episode. I liked it. Yep, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I'm not the harbinger of you know. <laughs> it's like no, if you like it, you're stupid. <laughs> I'm not like that at all. No, you're not like that. Yeah. No. Well, who no, knows? You, you probably enjoyed of having. Uh, did you see? There's going to be a, a Harry Potter high tea. In yes, Melbourne in Melbourne. Soon. Yes, there is. Did you see my comment? Yes, that I, put I underneath? did, and I was like, "Fuck, sake, dude, just, just what? Just <laughs> no, just why? <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> For people who don't know, I wrote down: Is it a, <laughs> is it a transfiguration? Uh, transfigurations allowed?" Or is it a surf and turf affair? Boom! <laughs> Love the Wizarding World. Fuck 
JK. Anyway. Yes, yes. No, accurate statement. It's fine. Yeah. Discworld is better. Anyway. Discworld is better. <laughs> well, Terry Pratchett is better. That's Rinse win true. for us. He is my wizard. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, check out the monthly uh, when it comes out. Um, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's about it, though, for the podcast yep. this week. I think it's time <clears> to <throat> roll the fuck on out. And, and that, that was, was, a was a podcast called Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Yes, you can. Check us out. Subscribe. Like. Follow. Check it out. Hit the bell icon. Hit the bell icon to be notified. Subscribe to our Patreon. That doesn't exist. (laughs) The non-existent Patreon that we haven't invented yet. Time travel. Um, I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantaramaju. And I've been the embodiment of sass and everything else, Michael Lister. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, and you just experienced, and you just experienced a, podcast a podcast called Fred. Nice. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you very much. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Freddy lives. Mm. <laughs> He's gonna say it. Gotta be quick. <laughs> Go on. Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and Conchu. He'll be back. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yeah, make sure of that. And remember to eat meat. Unless you're vegetarian. Eat tofu. Yes, and tofu. Yes, we used to say that, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> tofu. Yeah. Eat, eat, get your tofu. Your tofu. Thanks for listening. Thank uh, goodbye. And, and-